lamars.com. That's lamars.com, where we have simply a better donut. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Rayel de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Rayel de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Rayel de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Rayel de Minas Restaurant. Basketball is on tonight on Altitude. Watch as your Denver Nuggets go head-to-head with a Utah Jazz. Three games start tonight on Altitude Sports at 6 p.m. with tip-off at 7 p.m. Altitude gets you an all-access pass to all the things Nuggets all season long. For more behind-the-scenes interviews and game times, follow Altitude TV on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. KKSE Parker Denver Home of the Nuggets Home of the Avalanche Altitude 950 Denver's All Sports Station Live from the Altitude 950 Studios The Vic Lombardi Show Starts now He's the only one who knows what the buttons and dials do Jesse Trujillo. He's the newlywed who hasn't yet established good boundaries. Mario. He's a millennial who keeps this train on track. Sort of. Will H.W. Peterson. He's the smartest man in Denver sports media. And he wrote about it in July. James Merlat. And he's the star of the show, the center of the morning universe, the one and only... Vic Lombardi! Headman pass finds Calvert down the right wing, lost the handle. Nabs can't clear. Dump back down deep behind the net, push out in front, shot saved by Bernier at the post. Shot saved by Bernier. Rebound, chip far side. Wawrinski, turnaround shot, saved Bernier. And the rebound to Kerfoot behind the net. Avs win again. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show on this Friday morning here, January, what is it, January the 5th, 2018. H.W.? Will Peterson, along with James Manchester Merillat. Hockey Will, your team's balling right now, dude. They are uh, in a good spot, and the game Saturday night against Minnesota will be huge. Yes, it will. Uh, I'm not going to use the terminology you like to use on this show, but it will be lit at Pepsi Center. Mm, Finna be lit. That's what I was going to say. Wow. Nice of you and, guys to say and that. And deservedly so. I mean, the way you, you're winning at home right now, my goodness. We're going to get into big news right now momentarily. First of all, fellas, uh, any plans this weekend before we get into the bulk of this show? Are you guys doing anything special? Well, it's a little weird for me, Vic, because it's wild card weekend. And I'll bet you for the last 10 years, wild card weekend for me has been in Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, I will be there this year for divisional round weekend. I'll be there next weekend instead. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what to do with myself, but it'll be a lot of, uh, a lot of football. I love this weekend and next weekend when there's two NFL playoff games on Saturday and two on Sunday. It's two of the best sports weekends of the year in my book. 
I absolutely love Saturday night football. Yep. Right? Yep. Just if there's a, a, a game that's out there that makes sense, Saturday night football this time of year is as good as it gets. You're exactly right. Uh, HW, you're staying in town, I assume. You got yourself a lottery ticket and all? <laughs> yeah, I did. We will get to that in a little bit. Uh, I actually got a lottery ticket for the five of us on this show. So oh, nice. We're going to get $100 million each when we win. So I, I do want to, but Vic, guess what I'm going to do Saturday night because I'm now hockey will. You, you yeah. and Manchester have coined me this. I'm going to go hang out with, uh, Mark Mosier and, and watch the abs in the wild and hang out in with Mosh in the booth on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Looking forward that's to cool. it. Hey Vic, if, if we win as a group the, uh, the Powerball. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to quickly power rank the odds of people being at work on Monday. <laughs> uh, you're number one. You'll be yeah. here. Yes. You'll clearly be here. I'm I will be bored not doing anything else. I'm number two, and that's actually a pretty close race, but I'll, but I'll be here. I'll be here. Then it falls off disproportionately. I mean, just huge. Yes. Jesse's third. Jesse's third. Sure. Um, what a close match between Will and Marty. Though. Holy cow. I mean, yeah. I'm going to go with Marty's got a better chance of being here, um, kind of just out of guilt. HW, considering he bought the ticket. We will never hear from HW again. Do you, do you guys want $100 million dollars each? Or? <laughs> yeah. And fall <laughs> off the face of the earth. Never not, hear from not him be again. here. Exactly right. He'll be somewhere else outside of the country. Oh, my God. Without a doubt. Somewhere with a beach and a pina colada. And real quickly, Vic and I talked before the show. We may find a way throughout the show to get a listener involved to get a sixth person on oh, our wow. table. Oh, okay. wow. One question, because I am uh, new to all this uh, lotto stuff. How much does one of these tickets cost exactly? $2. That's it? Mm-hmm. Two bucks. And, and so what are the odds of winning a $2 ticket? One in 292 million. <laughs> so basically zero. <laughs> Look at our numbers, though, James. They're pretty nice. Oh, yeah. One in oh, 200. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. are the results? When do we know if we win? Saturday. Yeah. James, do you want to share our numbers? Uh, Sure. I mean, there's no problem with that, right? No, it's not illegal. Uh, Number 10. I like 10. I'm born in October. That's good. Uh, 27. Anybody got a good reason to like 27? Steve Atwater. All right. All right. 33. Mm. Uh, I, that's always good. A little Larry Bird work yes. in there. Uh, then we're going to go with a little Steve Foley, 43. Okay. Uh, and then we got Ryan Harris, 68. But then what's right, so our Powerball num- number? Every number makes sense. And every our, number has some sort of affiliation. And our Powerball number is... Norris Weiss, 14. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What is the Powerball number? What well, you, if mean? you get the first five, then you got to hit the Powerball number on the money to make it an actual Powerball winner. Otherwise, you just win, what, a couple million bucks? You win a million dollars if you get the first five. If you get the Powerball, you win the $550 million. And so everyone picks a number between 1 and 100? Is that 1 and 99? Is it 75? This... I think it's 75, yeah. Yeah. Five numbers between 1 and 75, and then one Powerball number between, like, 1 and 20. I don't know. All right. We're, we're, we're winning. We're winning. We're winning. Well, we'll, this is the last time we'll ever see Will. I'll say this. If we hit two of those numbers, I'll consider it a great success this weekend. Time for big news right now. What headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? Big news right now. Well, the Avs are the Avs again. Uh, the way they're playing, they're lo- no longer the Av Nots. They win again at home last night, skating with confidence, holding a lead, grabbing a lead, two nothing over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Into the slot, Jones near side, written and holds, looks and shoots, save, score! Mikael Rantanen 
It's a power play goal. Bob Rosky got some of it, but he didn't get all of it. Rantanen got a goal, Nieto got the other, and uh, Nathan McKinnon with another helper continues to pad his stats. Uh, needless to say, the Avs are hot. Jonathan Bernier, 34 saves with the shutout. They're playing their best hockey of the year, their best hockey since, well, since that franchise season they had under Patrick Waugh when they got to the playoffs last. They are balling right now. Yeah, my gut was that Bernier would pick up the slack when Varley was out. Luckily, we, we hope to see Varley sooner rather than later, but Bernier did indeed last night. Nice shutout from him. You know, you, uh, you always look at the schedule and you try and figure out places where, all right, this is where they need to make some hay. This is where they need to do well. They're, they'll, they'll finish up, I believe, a six game homestand on Saturday. If they can get that win, the Avs have had as good a homestand as you could have had. The only loss was what? Arizona, which is sort of the head scratcher. Which how is do a you, bad loss. How yeah. do you lose to the Coyotes at home, uh, especially after you down, were down there a couple nights before and, and hung six on them? But if you can win five out of six, uh, all of a sudden this thing is rolling and it's taking that spot in the schedule where you have a chance to make hay, six home games before the bye week, and taking advantage of it. Job well done by the Avs. Well, the numbers say it all. They're 21-16-3. That is one win shy of last year's victory total. They're 4-1 on this six-game homestand so far. 9-3-1 in the last 13. Yeah, they're winning. Uh, how about that ESPN article, which I've read, it emerged a couple hours ago, on the Patriot Games. It's become clear that tensions between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are threatening to fracture the Patriots' dynasty. One trigger for these tensions, Brady's trainer and business partner, Alex Guerrero. Another fault line, Brady's desire to play into his mid-40s versus Belichick's plan to groom Jimmy Garoppolo as an eventual replacement. So dramatic. Seth Wickersham, who we've had on these airwaves numerous times, he's penned a lot of uh, investigative pieces for ESPN.com. He writes a a 10-page sucker on what's happening Inside the Patriots headquarters, all the dissension. Wow. 13 and 3 in dissension? I'd love that, that kind of dissension. Do you guys buy all this stuff or is it just hubbub? Uh, I think it's hubbub. I, I'm really not buying it. I mean, this is a team that's the number one seed in the AFC. They're 13 and 3. Um, they've been able to keep things together all this time without having egos get in the way. The Shaq Kobe type of, uh, of drama that we saw break things up with the Lakers a decade or so ago. It just, okay, is there the thing with his trainer, Guerrero? Yeah, maybe, but it's just like odd to me of why now? Why is there all of a sudden the problem now? Did Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady all of a sudden just now get a big head and get an ego? I think it's, I just think it's a bunch of hubbub. I, I, I really do. I think Bill Belichick is smart enough to realize, hey, we got a chance to win a Super Bowl here and Tom Brady's still playing at a high level and elite level and just ride this train as long as they can. I'm not buying this story. I'm just not. I guarantee if you take the magnifying glass to any professional franchise at any point, you'll find some sort of conflict. Correct, yeah. Anywhere, anyhow, no matter how they're doing, winning or losing, there will be a conflict. Nobody lives without conflict. Let's move on. Big win last night in Boulder for the CU Buffs. In the corner, the King sets the feet, fires the three, right between the eyes, from downtown, George King for three, and the Buffs are on top by five, with three and a half to play in OT. 
Buffs outlast number four ASU ninety to eighty one in overtime. Freshman McKinley Wright with nineteen points. You knock off a top five team that's pretty darn good. What do you guys feel about the storming of the court? Uh, I have zero problem with it. I I I, I cannot stand. Stick in the mud curmudgeon who wants to tell everybody how they can and can't celebrate. The same guy who bitches about the wave. It's just like, come on, are we gonna, we're gonna be mad about that they wave the wheat at Kansas football games? I mean, who gives you the right to be the one to determine? This is how you can celebrate. This is how you can cheer. This is what you shouldn't do. It's sports. It's fun. It's a college atmosphere. It's a big win. It's a team that's been stuck on a treadmill for three years. They get a huge win at home. Enjoy it. Celebrate. Lighten up, jerks. Did you see what Seth Davis tweeted last night? His in, er, his famous line that he does on Twitter when someone makes the tournament. What's he, that? He tweeted Colorado Sharpie. That means in Seth Davis's eyes, Colorado got a spot in the NCAA They're tournament nine and last six. night. Oh, calm down, Seth Davis. It's way too early to make those kind of. Uh, uh, come on. I'm just telling you what he tweeted. Yeah. Hey, I, I hope he's right. I'm a buff. I'm a CU guy. That would be great. I mean. Far be it for me to not want to take that news and just roll with it, but uh, you know, I, I think you got to have a little bit of a reality check of this is a nine and sixteen that's now one and two in conference. Somebody on my Twitter feed did make a point though. The crowd was chanting "overrated" all night regarding ASU, and the people chanting "overrated" yet storm the court. How can you be overrated and court storm worthy at the same uh, time? It's come on the whole <laughs> court storming criticism thing, and it was actually going to be my hot take. So now I got to revise. Right, so you can still do it, but hey, we got three minute break. It's just. Stupid that people get so upset about it. It's just like, God, who do you I don't think, think you people are? Get up, I don't think oh, people get upset. Dude, it it's was... just a matter of. It's just a matter of. Okay, how many times can you do it in a season? How many? Oh, like, is there? Oh, how many times have they done it this season? How many times have they done it this season? I'm just saying that they did it that one time. But let's say you win your next game. Do you do it again? You know what? If, if it's a top twenty team, if if, a, beat... if Arizona comes in here and they're ranked one or whoever, and you beat them, storm the damn court. Yes. Who cares? Okay. Storm the court every time sure you beat somebody who's that. in the top ten. Every time you pull a big upset. Every time you pull off something that's going to be one of the lead stories on ESPN and it's up for a basketball game played in Boulder, how often does that happen? Storm the court. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Save that hot take. The piping hot ones coming up next. Oh, you want to sell that home, don't you? You got to sell that house. The year has passed. It's time. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call with the following offer. If he can't sell your home at a price and a time you guys agree on, he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Take home five grand either way. He has an exclusive system for marketing the home. It's all about marketing. Give him a call today. Troy Hansford, 720 Four four three three. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk. It's seven two zero nine hundred four four three three. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Crackman and Harris. Coming up on the Friday edition of Crackman and Harris. Sans Crackman, Daddy Crackman still taking care of little Barkevia, but Josh Dover will be singing LL Cool J's Hey Lover, plus the latest Broncos news, quotes from their new coaches, and reaction from the Avalanche versus Columbus. Plus, Josh. Yeah, LL Cool Josh makes his appearance on Crackman and Harris tomorrow. We'll also give you the bottom five final edition of the bottom five. Who are the worst teams in the NFL? I bet the Broncos are on the list. Oof. Crackman and Harris, Friday, 3 to 6. Only on Altitude 950.
Here's your National Western Stock Show update, brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. The 112th National Western Stock Show opens tomorrow and runs through January 21st, featuring 30 professional rodeos, world-class horse shows, the Coors Western Art Gallery, and acres of food and shopping. For tickets and information, go to nationalwestern.com. This National Western Stock Show update is brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. Great windows at a fair price. Call 1-800-GET-WINDOWS or go on Online to LifetimeWindowsColorado.com today. Friday, January 12th is 1980s night when your Denver Nuggets host the Memphis Grizzlies at 7 p.m. Be a part of Nuggets history as we celebrate the 1980s era as part of our 50th anniversary season. It's Michael Adams, Mike Evans, Calvin Nat, Danny Shades, Wayne Cooper, and Bill Hanslick will be on hand for a pregame autograph session and a special halftime ceremony. All fans in attendance will receive a special 1980s night poster. Get your tickets today at Nuggets.com. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to Fun. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com The Altitude 950 Traffic Update A delay behind an accident Southbound I-25 It's slow between 136th and the Thornton Parkway Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org Just a heads up for later this morning Around 830 Northbound I-25 Will be shut down between Castle Rock to Lincoln Avenue Closed for the funeral procession Of Douglas County Deputy Sheriff Zachariah Parrish 830 till noon Long delays expected You want to use your favorite alternate Maybe Highway 85 or 83 A boy from Kenya dreams of Finishing his education, an elder longs for community in Guatemala. A mother worries about her children's future in India. Help them write a new story at unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. It's a it's a big one because of you know the standings in in Minnesota. We haven't seen them for a while, and they're a team that, that's just got healthy and they're starting to uh, fire on all cylinders here. Uh, I think they won again tonight. So you know it's a big test for us. It's a team that was at the top last year, and and you know they're in their division. We got to beat these teams in our division if we want to climb in the standings. Darn right, it's a big one. That's uh, Coach Jared Bednar, the Avalanche, as they get ready to finish up their homestand Saturday night against the Minnesota Wild. God, the Wild and their fans. Those mini fans showing up on Milan Hayduk night. Of course, uh, Mini's two points ahead of the uh, Avs in the standings right now. That game is big on so many levels. It is. Is there anything worse than a Wild fan showing up? No, they're an annoying bunch. Um, it, it is a big game. You know, I, I keep looking at these standings, and I, I would say this to Hockey Will when he would start talking playoffs, and I kept looking at it and going, yeah, but, geez, they're still down at the bottom here in the, in the division. Those two games in hand, and with some teams it's actually three, 
really do skew the standings a bit, you know, because everything is so tight that if you get two, three, or four points in those games, you can move up to third. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and and so I I think we all need to kind of look at it through that lens when we're looking at the standings because that Sweden trip really kind of threw the first part of the schedule off here. Schedule's crazy because after this this game they have a week off, right? They have a yeah. a bye. What what is going on with all these week off, three day know. off? What's I happening? Think, I think it was part of the year? new like CBA that they they wanted to give these guys more quote unquote bye weeks throughout the Why? season. Keep Why? the legs fresh, keep the product better. I it just elongates the season. I I don't like it. I mean, Let's the play season, games. The season still ends April seventh. Isn't that yeah, about when they normally end? But do you need a week off? Really? A week off? I'm just distracted in the studio because we have... What's the show with Alyssa Milano where she's the... The witch? The witch. Yeah, the three witches. I watch that all the time <laughs> with my wife back in the day. Why is that on here? We don't have a single don't know, sports I, thing yeah. on in three... Oh, we do. One out of three. So, so I got who, Milano who, the in front three of me wish, You got the redhead girl. <laughs> I think girl. you'd rather watch that. <laughs> Who's the redhead girl? Rose? I don't have any idea. Yeah. I, I know one character on the entire show. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, before we get to our hot takes, I knew you would appreciate this, Manchester, because you like your hair high and tight. You're not yep. in the facial hair. There was a fight last night. Uh, the Sharks-Leafs game, right off the face-off, Joe Thornton gets into it with uh, Nazim Kadre, and uh, right off the opening face-off. And, and Joe Thornton has that huge beard, you know, the Duck Dynasty beard yep. that he's got yep. rolling. And Kadri, in the middle of the fight, tries to grab Thornton's shirt and pulls a chunk of that beard right out of his face. And my reaction to that, people say, what what is he doing? Hey, man, if you're going to grow your beard like Mr. Duck Dynasty, like Santa Claus, like Kenny Rogers, whatever, if you're going to grow your beard that long, all bets are off, bro. It's, it's part of the fight. It's the dreads of the long yeah. hair coming out of the back of your helmet. You can ta- get tackled by it. That's tough. That's the choice you make. Shave I'm, your face. I'm with you. Yeah, you know, if somebody fights me and he's got a big old beard in front of me, I'll pull that sucker too. If it uses, if you could use it as leverage, if you could pull the beard and have the face come towards your body in which to punch said face, that's part of the deal. Tough luck. I hear you. On to our piping hot takes. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's this hot take. The NBA All-Star Game is just a bit more than a month away. February 18th. Fans now make up 50% of the voting process. It's always been the case. The fans make up most of the voting process. First round of fan voting underway, and um, let's take a look, shall we? Uh, they take the top two guards and the top three front courtmen from every com- from each conference. So in the front court Western Conference, here are the top ten vote getters so far by the fans: Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis. DeMarcus Cousins, Draymond Green, so far really don't have much of a problem with this. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Carmelo Anthony, really? Really? Have you seen? Come on. Carmelo Anthony, number seven vote getter. Carl Anthony Towns, eight. Kyle Kuzma, nine. And LaMarcus Aldridge, ten. Those are your top ten among the big men. Guards, Steph Curry, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Clay Thompson. Manu Ginobili, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Lonzo Ball, 
Devin Booker, and Jimmy Butler. Those are your top ten guards. Now, what's missing from that list of 20 players? Obviously, no Denver Nuggets. That's not a surprise. Pretty much as expected, right? Nobody expected to see a Denver Nugget among the fan voting so early. I get it. What bothers me, though, Manu Ginobili, fifth most votes. Manu, Manu Ginobili, he's almost dead. Manu, really. I'm, I, I, I'm, come on, man. I mean, this is stupid. Wow. How about the Lakers at 11 and 26? The worst record in the Western Conference, the Lakers. The second worst record in the NBA. And they have two rookies in the top ten? Two rookies. Are we all drunk? Is this, is this, are the people drunk when they vote here? It's obviously a high school popularity contest. Thankfully, these votes only account for the all-star starters. The reserves are chosen by the coaches. And certainly the coaches aren't drunk enough to choose Lonzo Ball over, say, Nikola Jokic. Hey, Vic, I- I'm with you in terms of this being wrong. I guess my problem would be, what's the alternative? I don't right? have an alternative. I just say it's simply a popularity contest. I get That's it. all this is. But the media does Pro Football Hall of Fame. They sure. screw that up. A committee yes. does the college football playoff. They screw that up. I don't know what's the better alternative, but I'm with you. This is wrong. Manu Ginobili is as old as my father. <laughs> Manu Ginobili is not an all-star. He's fifth. Fifth in the voting. Yeah, don't be stupid. That's stupid. Next hot take. It's HW's Hot Take. A little bit of tension last night in the third period as the Avalanche try to protect a one nothing lead. Jonathan Bernier, as anticipated, plays very well in, in place of Varlamov. And then late in the game, this, or excuse me, in the third period, this happened with Matt Nieto. Sidorov turns and chase, bangs it up the boards for Ranson, and there goes Bobrovsky to the bench. Now he has to try to scramble back to his crease. Shot Nieto, he scores! Matt Nieto from just inside the Columbus blue line. Bobrovsky racing back into the slot, trying to dive for the shot. Got there just a little bit too late. Avs go on to win 2-0, as Vic mentioned, 9-3-1 and in their last 13. Another good win because, you know what, over the holidays, the Pepsi Center was on fire. They had some sellouts. It was crazy. Last night, still a great crowd, but 13-7,000 in the stand, not quite a sellout. But you know what, the Avs found a way, and that crowd found a way to propel them to a big 2-0 win against Columbus. That was good, didn't miss a beat. But here's the hot take. You're going to get back to a sellout or a very near sellout on Saturday against Minnesota, and then you got a week off. For fans who may be making their way back to the Pepsi Center to watch the Avs for the first time in a while, it's important that they find a way to play a competitive, good hockey game, and ultimately, you'd love to see them get a win against the Wild, their most hated rival. The last time they were in the playoffs, they beat them here in a gut-wrenching, heartbreaking Game 7 Avalanche, golden opportunities. They've been capitalizing on them. They got one more tomorrow night at the Pepsi Center. I have one addendum to my hot take. ESPN has sent an entire crew to Lithuania, reporter, photographer, crew, to report on the younger ball brothers playing in a Lithuanian semi-pro league or whatever the hell it is. I wouldn't be surprised if the other ball brothers finished top 20 in NBA All-Star voting at this rate. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. When a team goes 5-11, and 11, finger pointing is understandable. It started earlier this week when coaches got fired. And yesterday, well, at least in today's paper, 
the players started pointing the fingers at their teammates. And who is to blame? It's the kids. It's the youngsters. It's the millennials. They're entitled. I don't know if you saw the quotes from uh, oh, yeah. Virgil Green, who you know was blaming the fact that they just don't show up ready to go. They're not. Uh, they're not professionals. Derek Wolf, his quote: Every year, rookies get more and more entitled. It's like they think they know everything. I am so tired of everyone blaming it on the millennials. You know what? Every adult or every person in their 40s or every person in their 50s or 60s has said for generation after generation after generation, kids. Oh, these kids today, they're ruining the world. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. They think they know everything. You know why? Because when we were all young, we all thought we knew everything. That's just how it works. It's not. A, it, it, we all are young and stupid and, and think we have it all figured out, and we don't. And to say that this generation is different is grossly unfair. This generation is more put together than any generation I've I've ever seen. You talk to high school kids and college kids and the things they're able to do compared to what we did when we were in high school and college and how much more involved they are and 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 their abilities and their their knowledge base and the things they have to put up with that we didn't have to put up with like social media and all those kind of things i am sick and tired of pinning it on the on the kids on on the the young people you know what it is it's a leadership problem peyton manning and demarcus where aren't there anymore all of a sudden, in two years, now it's turned into, oh, it's a bunch of young, entitled people. Really? Two years ago, the rookies weren't entitled? Two years ago, young people didn't think they knew everything? It's a Derek Wolf problem. It's a Virgil Green problem. It's a leadership problem. It's a Vance Joseph problem. It's a Joe Woods problem. Gary Kubiak isn't there anymore. Wade Phillips isn't there. Peyton Manning isn't there. DeMarcus Ware isn't there anymore. Don't blame it on the kids. You're the leader. You're the veteran. You need to take the reins, and you need to set the standard. You need to establish the culture. Look in the mirror, Derek Wolf. Stop pointing fingers. Stop blaming other people. It's a you problem. Yeah, but what about the video games? Oh, come on. It's just, it is such (laughs) nonsense. I mean, really, it's fun. We like to poke fun at HW and make fun of millennials. But, man, I see my nephews who are in high school and college, and the things they do and in school and in community involvement, it's light years ahead of what I did when I was that age. Why can't people admit that? Why does everybody have to think that my generation was the greatest? We had it figured out. Just stupid to me. I don't think it's anybody saying their generation's the greatest. It's just change. It's just different, right? What, what oh, we appreciate. Virgil what we Green's comments about today. how, oh, I'm old school. These new school cats, they don't get it. Shut up. Give me a break. Well, I mean, a I'm lot of what he school. says. Come a on. lot of what he says about you know preparation. What's he's, he's saying the exact thing I'm thinking. I mean, they're not preparing the same way. Not preparing the way they did okay, that so back in the day. Do you, you think when Vance Johnson was a rookie, he came in and just was Mr. Preparation? He didn't no. get caught up in the money and the lifestyle and everything no else when he, was a, when he was a rookie out of Arizona? Because back then, the old school cats, they knew how to do it. Give me a break. This happens all the time, and it's happened for generations. I'm sure Chuck Bednarik bitched about the rookies in 1960. I'm sure he did. Nothing so ever changes. So it's just an excuse in your mind. Yes, it's an 100% an excuse, and it's an excuse by the veterans on this team who didn't step in and fill the leadership void when leaders walked out the door, and they're blaming it on the on the kids instead of blaming it on the leader. It ain't the kids' fault. 
It no. ain't the kid's fault. It's the teacher. It's the coach. It's the leaders. You're the ones who are supposed to set up, step up and establish the culture. Look in the mirror. Standing up for us millennials. Thanks, Manchester. You're I was going to say, this is a wild, crazy monologue from Manchester. I think he's just trying to earn some brownie points this morning. <laughs> I want more than my one-fifth of this lotto ticket. That's I think what that's exactly for. what he's trying to do. Hey, I want to dive into this uh, Patriot game story only because... You know, listen, I love Seth Wickersham. He's been on the show before. But I think a lot of this is just, well, talk. It's talk. The Patriots at 13-3. and three. They're fine. All right? This dynasty won't last forever. Everybody understands that. All good things come to an end. Is this one coming to an end sooner than we thought? That's next on the Vic Lombardi Show. has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. Guys, I want to take a moment this morning to tell you about my friends at American Financing. Give them a call at 303-695-7000 or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. You know, I work with uh, HW. He's a millennial. So the news that came from my friends at American Financing really caught my attention. Millennials aren't just buying homes at record rates nowadays. According to new data from Ellie Mae, they're also refinancing their existing ones. It makes sense. With average interest rates falling to their lowest point in 2017, millennials are taking advantage of refinancing opportunities to lower their monthly interest payments. It's something we can all be doing right now as interest rates are extremely low. At least they will be for the next month. That's when the Fed meets again, and that could easily mean a rate increase. So don't wait much longer. Make the call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American American Financing today. They're at 303-695-7000. You can also check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. Don't forget, American Financing, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. It could be the most unbelievably ridiculous, awesome piece of awesomeness that ever happened in your life. Altitude 950 is putting you on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. It's another ultimate ads experience. A ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. The qualifying starts Monday. Keep your radio frozen on Altitude 950. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Scott Aces here. Urology cancers, including prostate, kidney, and bladder, are among the top ten cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Advantage Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. 
Mark your calendar. The International Sportsman's Expo coming January 11th to the Colorado Convention Center. Colorado loves the outdoors, and ISE is the place to discover your next adventure in Colorado and around the world. Find the latest gear and the best destinations. Get expert advice at hundreds of free activities, seminars, and clinics. Your life outdoors starts at the ISE. The Sportsman's Expo coming January 11th through 14th to the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Overall, traffic is light, although trying to recover from an earlier accident, slowing southbound I-25, 144th to 120th. Traffic is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Be ready for a major closure. Northbound I-25 expected to close down from Plum Creek to Lincoln Avenue at 830 this morning. Going to stay closed until noon. Also, rolling closures on University and Wildcat Reserve Parkway. This for the funeral procession for Douglas County Sheriff's Deputy Zach Parrish. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps facilitate cutting-edge research that will lead to more effective treatments and save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. As his access increased at Patriot's headquarters in recent years, Guerrero and his TB12 alternative treatments have been a growing source of friction. Many players felt pressure to take part in TB12. It boiled over this fall. Do we risk alienating the NFL's most powerful coach or risk alienating the NFL's most powerful quarterback? All right. Okay, the dramatic music. The dramatic music on some of these pieces cracked me up. I mean, listen, I've been in local news for 30 years. You you throw dramatic music over anything, and you you, you sell it dramatically. That's that's what it is. That is the ESPN piece, which uh, we saw today uh, debuting on ESPN.com. They're running all over the sports center about all these uh, conflicts arising in New England. Patriots, the the triangle of uh, the triangular tussle. Among Brady, Belichick, and Bob Kraft. Have you guys read the piece? I mean, I've read bits and pieces of it, Vic, but it's extremely long. But I, I think I have a grasp uh, of a big chunk of it. But yes, it's it's a it's a long, extensive piece. To make a long story short, I'll ask you guys a series of questions. Do you think there was any conflict, any conflict at all, uh, among the Denver Broncos Super Bowl champion team, Super Bowl Fifty team? Yes, no okay. doubt. All right. Do you think there was any conflict last year, Golden State's championship basketball team? Anything? Yes. Yes. Okay. The bottom line is there's conflict every season with every organization. And this happens every year because we want to find where are the dents, where are the chinks in the armor, how can we bring them down. So I'm not trying to take away from this piece because I get it, but at the same rate, they're 13-3, and three, man. The 13, they're the number one seed in the AFC. Let's calm down on the drama. Yeah, I mean, it does seem a little hyperbolic. I, I, I do find myself though, as I'm reading it, and you know, there's this underlying current of like, wow, they, you know, they, how long is Tom Brady going to play? And it reminds me a little bit of Denver two years ago, a little over two years ago. Sure. When people were quick to call Peyton Manning done and push him out the door. Now, Peyton Manning was not playing very well then, at least statistically, and Tom Brady still is. But I remember getting into Twitter fight after Twitter fight after Twitter fight back when I was into that kind of thing and telling people, you're going to be sorry when he's gone. You're going to rue the day you ever tried to, to, to push Peyton Manning out the door. And look at what the last 24 months have been. 
So I, I just look at this, if, if there is truth to this, and there is this power struggle in New England, all right, you, you, Tom Brady, I get it. He's not going to play forever. But who's going to replace Tom Brady? And I wouldn't be all that quick and all that anxious to get to that next chapter of Patriots football if I'm in New England. I'm riding this thing sure. out as long as Tom Brady wants to keep showing up at the office. Let me just read a couple um Paragraphs from the piece. Again, it's 10 pages long, for crying out loud. And a lot of it delves into the relationship between Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and how that relationship has eroded over the last couple of years. So I'll read and, uh, and get your thoughts on this. Quote, for almost two decades, Belichick has managed to subvert the egos of his best player, his boss, and himself for the good of the team, yielding historic results. This year, though, the dynamics have been different. Belichick Brady and Bob Kraft have had serious disagreements. They differ on Brady's trainer, his body coach, and his business partner, Alex Guerrero. Let me stop right there. The whole body coach thing and the trainer thing. You know, every team deals with this. The Broncos deal with this. Broncos players, Nuggets players, Avalanche players, they always seek treatment and recovery uh, advice outside of the organization. They all do. Number one, because it's easier. Number two, because they don't necessarily trust the trainers and the doctors. That just comes with the territory, man. You know, if you work for for a team, if you're a doctor or a trainer working for a team, the player automatically believes deep down that you're going to side with the team no matter what. Is that fair, guys? I mean, that, yeah, that's fair, right? No doubt. Yeah. So if something happens, if you have an injury, you're going to go get a secondary opinion. You're going to go talk to somebody that's not affiliated with the team. I get that. But this dude in New England, this guy's, this guy's a whack job. I mean, he's, he's crazy. And I guess my question is, how does Tom Brady become so close to this Alex Guerrero guy to the point where it's affecting his relationship with the head coach? This Guerrero guy, guys, he's, he's had some serious issues. He's, he's been sued several times. Listen to this. Guerrero's had a, History of Controversial Methods. In 2005, he paid a judgment to the Federal Trade Commission to settle allegations that he had claimed dietary supplements he used could help cure cancer. I mean, come on, man. Mm. I mean, are you serious with this? Yeah, that's, that's, um, that seems shady at best. Okay, so whatever he's doing with Tom Brady seems to be working, but you think you can cure cancer? And you want you want us to believe this? That's a lofty claim to throw out there. Irresponsible, frankly. No, I I would agree. But you you asked the question of how Tom Brady could get affiliated with this guy. I mean, it, this isn't all that unusual as you see people become more and more famous, more and more wealthy. You know, I, I think they have difficulty finding people who are seemingly genuine in their eyes, right? Not 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 people who just have an angle, just people who which this guy seems to blatantly have an angle yet Tom Brady's uh, attaching himself to this to this guy but I, I do think that does become problematic and look everybody driving around everybody listening at home listening in the office hell everybody sitting in this studio we're all raising our hands saying sign me up for that sign me up I'll, I'll be the guy that deals with I have to filter who's being genuine and not genuine because I'm so famous and I've got so many Super Bowl rings and I've I, I've made so much money I'm not trying to make this a, a pity party for Tom Brady but we see it a lot where you're like, why is this guy hanging out with those people? Or why is he still with the, the guys that he grew up with that are clearly trouble? It's because when you get to that point, I think it's hard to filter 
through uh, through who's genuine and who's not, who has yeah. good intentions, who doesn't. It, it makes look it, again not to be feeling sorry for him, but it is the reality of it. That's that's a tricky part of navigating that life. Well, here's more to the story. This Guerrero has taken on more of a role than just trainer and confidant. Uh, Guerrero would often blame Patriots trainers for the injuries to other players on the team while offering few insightful opinions of his own. Belichick quickly realized that inviting him to the team and on the sidelines had been a mistake. So he threw him from the sidelines, threw him from the team plane, wouldn't, wouldn't allow him to travel with the team anymore. It got to the point where Tom Brady, his stature in the organization became so big that players, new players who arrived, thought that Brady was part of the management team. They would address him as sir. He gained so much power, so too did his trainer Guerrero. And Guerrero would start working on players as if he were part of the team. You understand the conflict of interest. There. Oh yeah, and that's that's over the line. Now the uh, you know Tom Brady's forty years old. He's got five Super Bowl rings. He's been in the league forever. It doesn't strike me as all that odd that a 21, 22-year-old guy is going to call him sir. That it happened to Peyton Manning all the time. Yes. I saw it. I don't think that's all that weird, to be honest with you. But this trainer coming in and talking to players other than Tom Brady about injuries and treating players other than Tom Brady, I think is unbelievably problematic. And Bill Belichick is right to cut off this guy's access. Well, real quick, so I'll ask you guys this, and I, I want to hear it. Is this the end of the Patriots as as we know it? And if one of the two has to go, Hoodie or Brady, which one are you keeping? Which one's got to go? Well, listen, one can stay there and coach for 10, 15 more years. Yeah. Coaches don't lose it. Coaches don't get physically unfit. A player, I mean, come on. How many years does Brady really have left? He can't play till he's 60. Right. If I had to choose, I'll take the coach every time. Me too. He's got a longer fuse. But, no, I, the demise is greatly exaggerated. And anybody who thinks this is going to be the end of him, fine. I'll take the Patriots next year in the AFC. You can have the field. What if they have a bad playoff loss at home in Foxborough? Ain't going to matter. They've got five Super Bowl rings. Yeah, Ain't going to matter. Uh, much more on this story later on in the show and the element of uh, why Jimmy G was traded. If Brady has a shorter fuse, as you just alluded to, why the hell would they trade the future of the team? Uh, insight to that, it involves it involves Kyle and Mike Shanahan. They're in this story as well. Coming up next, our NFL playoff preview. It's wild card weekend, and the little degenerates make their picks. They got some catching up to do, boys. They are three games back of yours truly. Right here on Alpha 2950. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. Join Altitude 950 Saturday for opening day of the National Western Stock Show. Stop by the Altitude 950 booth between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. outside the Expo Hall and enter to win an autographed Colorado Avalanche hockey stick. The National Western Stock Show running Saturday through January 21st. 16 days of family fun and rodeo excitement. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. January is Radon Action Month. Ace Radon reminds you to take action. Have your home tested by the Radon experts. Ace Radon. 
Hi, I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. The new year is a great time for resolutions and starting fresh by making healthy changes in our lives. Unlike starting a diet or trying to quit a poor habit, when you hire Ace Radon, testing and fixing a radon problem is one of the easiest, most affordable, and healthy New Year's resolutions there is. Trust over 30 years of experience. Race to Ace to find out if you're being exposed to radon. Testing is easy and the fix is affordable with Ace Radon. Mention this ad for a $50 radon inspection. If your radon is high, Ace is offering discounts and payment options on new radon systems. January is Radon Action Month. Take action. Have your home tested for dangerous radon levels. Race to aceradon.com. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. c3adjusters.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Westbound C-470 at Morrison Road. There is an accident there as well as westbound I-76 at 168th Avenue. Traffic brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. Watch for rolling closures on northbound I-25 coming out of the Castle Rock area around Founders Parkway to Lincoln Avenue. Anywhere between 830 and noon today. Also rolling closures on Lincoln Avenue and uh, Wildcat Reserve Parkway and University. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at PositiveCoach.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. That kind of wraps it up, but even though we don't do the uh, Monday game, I think we're going to probably say that the Broncos are going to lose because they are not very good, so we're going to take the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, no, we're not going to take the Broncos, but we don't do that, so... Chiefs, bye. Come on, kids. Broncos haven't lost. They've won. They've won two more assistant coaches. They added uh, Mike Sullivan, formerly the Giants, as the quarterback's coach, and uh, the new running back's coach, Curtis Modkins, formerly of the Chicago Bears, as they continue to fill out their staff. Uh Guys... I honestly thought that we were going to stop picking games at the end of the regular season. Doesn't fantasy football work that way? You, you don't go into the playoffs, do you? No, fantasy football, if you have a good league, finishes up week 16. And we, okay. cause we saw week 17, which our, our records last week proved this out of it was tough to pick because it was a crapshoot of who was playing, who was not playing. You were 6 and 10, Vic. Uh, Jesus. HW and the little generates were seven and nine. I was uh, nine and seven. Apparently the, my wheelhouse is meaningless football games. Um, so there's, uh, there's three games between first and second, three games between second and third, three games between third and fourth. So we got 11 playoff games to go. I'm not mathematically eliminated yet, being only nine out. Well, we right, never so, do the degenerates this early yeah. in the show. So, Vic, do you want to explain who they are? In yeah, case the people... degenerates are, are, are James' kids. And, and let's be honest, the reason why we're picking games now, the, the season's over, I'm up by threes, we want the degenerates to get back in this thing. Mm. We want them to win. Well, okay, we're, we're field day. We're thir- field day in this whole approach. Third and fourth place have to buy dinner at Benihana for first and second. So they're, okay. they're clear. They're in it. They, 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 they're going to go have Rocky's Choice, and it's going to be on HW and I right now. How old are your kids? Again, uh, 11, 9, and 5. Oh. 
All right, so the degenerates all year long pick games. They were winning by a wide margin early in the season. I made up ground in a hurry. Now I'm leading in the standings. They want to come back. Let's do this, our NFL picks. Here we go. Fire up Red Zone. It's almost time for another NFL Sunday. They may be young, but they know their stuff. It's the Little Degenerates. First we have the Titans and the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs on this one just because I think they're a better team. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Guys, Kansas City favored by eight and a half. This game's a Saturday game. Tennessee at KC. What do you think? Well, you know the last quarterback to win a home playoff game for the Chiefs? The last? Elvis Gerback? Nope. Trent Green? Nope. Wow. Joe Montana? Joe Montana. Wow. The last quarterback to win a home game for the Chiefs in the playoffs. They've lost their last five. One of the best home field advantages in the NFL. And they've lost their last five home playoff games. I just, as the playoffs were were approaching, Tennessee was the team I did not want to see get in. I think they're boring. I don't think they're very good. This is a team that's, even though they're in the postseason, is talking about replacing their head coach, replacing their offensive staff. Uh, DeMarco Murray's not playing. I think Kansas City comes out and rolls, just absolutely rolls the Titans. HW? See, I, uh, I kind of lean towards the fact that the Chiefs are cursed at Arrowhead. I believe I saw the stat yesterday. They've won like two playoff games there in like 46 years. Correct. Do you know how many heartbreaking defeats they've had when Peyton Manning went in there a couple times and won? The Steelers have seemingly gone in there a couple times and won. Uh, I'm still a Broncos fan. I still don't like the Chiefs. I still don't like the Raiders. Those are the two teams within the division I can't stand. I may be going out on a limb and I may be a crazy man, but give me the Titans. No matter what happens this weekend in Kansas City, this will be the last push for Alex Smith as the Chiefs quarterback. I think we all understand that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to try and go out in style. I think Alex Smith's going to win this game by himself. I like Kansas City. Next. Next we have the Falcons and the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams with golf here. Okay. <laughs> with golf here. <laughs> Who gave him the K at the end there? <laughs> uh, that was uh, uh, Ben, the oldest, uh, agreeing with the pick of Matthew, the middle one. He's the smoker. Sort of a pat on the back K. Yeah. See, the NFC scares me a little bit trying to wild card, to handicap these games because young quarterbacks making their first playoff appearances. Mm-hmm. You're, you're always wary of that, right? Here's a young quarterback hosting a veteran quarterback who's been through the rigors of the postseason, who's been there and done that. You know, Matt Ryan was in the Super Bowl last year. There's a big advantage to that. Having said it, who do you guys like? I'm. I, this is the best game of the weekend for me. I think the two NFC games are are uh, very interesting. This is the game I'm most looking forward to. Uh, I just like the balance that the Rams have. I mean, they have that explosive offense. I believe they're the number one offense in the league. Wade Phillips' defense flies around, makes plays. Uh, I, I like the Rams here. I'm with you. The young quarterback thing and Jared Goff a year after being 0-7, now all of a sudden he's starting a home playoff game. It, it's a different world. The Falcons make me nervous. And, Will, it's funny because you said, I think every week you picked against the Falcons. And you always said Super Bowl hangover. Did you know they're the only repeat playoff team in the NFC this year? 
They're wow. the only one. That's a wild That's shocking. Stat. The other five playoff teams from last year didn't make it. The only team that got back was the Hangover Falcons, which, given how the season went, is a little bit shocking. I will take the Rams, but this is a coin flip game. I think Todd Gurley solidifies that he should be the MVP of the league. He won a lot of people their fantasy football championship, and I think Todd Gurley is emerging before our eyes as the best running back in the NFL and a special player. I think he runs all over Atlanta on Saturday night in the Coliseum. The Falcons, that Super Bowl hangover, catches up to them against L.A. Their season is over. I think the Rams are the better team. I think they're the better team on both sides of the ball, but I think experience will play a role here. Atlanta by a point. Next game. And the Jaguars. The Jags, they can play good and they can play bad. The Bills, they're an okay team. They barely made it to the playoffs. I'm still going to take the Jags on this one. Going to take the Jags, huh? Did you hear uh, Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, talking about how the ticket prices are through the roof? Tickets now starting at 300 bucks in Jacksonville. Is that before or after the tarp? Did they take down the tarp, or is the tarp still up in the upper deck? I think they did. I think they found some resolution to that story that had you all up in arms. I believe they took down the tarp. Okay. I just want to make sure of that. Fellas, who do you like, Buffalo, Jayville? Well, here's this. I can't believe this is a playoff game. The Buffalo Bills (laughs) and the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's a playoff game? Those two teams? So I I was looking at all the, the matchups this weekend, and here's what really jumped out at me. Hope. Hope for the Broncos. Because half the AFC playoff field is Buffalo, Jacksonville, and Tennessee. You're telling me the Broncos can't get to that level by yeah, next season? Yeah, but you know what? what? What does that do yet? None of those teams is Super Bowl I get work. it. You know what I'm I saying? You're just there. You're, you're there. You fall into the postseason, but don't tell me any of those teams you just mentioned have a shot of they going don't. into Foxborough and winning. They don't. And Kansas City maybe does, but it's a terrible field in the AFC. Uh, again, this is a coin flip game because... Uh, Matthew, my nine-year-old, was right. Jacksonville looks great one week, and then they look awful the next week. They're still that up and down. They're still the yo-yo. I am going to take Jacksonville, but it will not shock me if Buffalo wins this game. HW. Buffalo feels like a little bit of a team of destiny after what happened with the Bengals and the Ravens and them watching it in the Miami locker room. Uh, breaking the curse, Bills Mafia being so relieved. I'm not saying the Bills are going to go into Foxborough and win, but the Bills are going to go into Jacksonville and win. And then this Patriots report, we'll see what happens in the divisional round, but Buffalo will beat Jacksonville on Sunday. Give me the Bills as well. I, I, I like that train. Next game, please. Next we have the Panthers and Saints, and in my opinion, this is the best game of the week. The Panthers are an okay team. Actually, they're pretty good, but... The Saints, I think, have really stepped it up with their defense, and their offense is just outstanding. And I like Drew Brees in the playoffs, and so I'm going to take the Saints. In my opinion, this is the best game of the week. <laughs> that is the best analysis you're going to get on this game anywhere. I was, I was in my opinion, best game well, of the week. You just pro- they just proved that I don't tell them what to say because mm-hmm. I told you earlier Rams Atlanta was the best game of the week. Yeah. So clearly we're not on the same page on that opinion. Well, it's his opinion. Right, his opinion counts. What's your opinion? <laughs> uh, it's the cliche is that it's tough to beat a team three times in one season, right? And New Orleans has already beat Carolina twice. Uh, I think New Orleans is the better team. Carolina, Carolina's a little bit like Jacksonville, where man, they'll look really, really good one week when Cam Newton's on. When Cam Newton's on, they're pretty hard to beat. When Cam Newton's off, which he's been off five or six times this year, they're dreadful. So it all comes down to him. It all comes down to what is he going to do. 
Um, you know, they're playing in that dome. I think New Orleans has the better balance, the, the running game and passing game on offense, and then their defense has been better. I'm going to take the Saints, but it is a game I cannot wait to watch because it will not shock me at all. If Carolina wins, I think the Saints. Yeah, I think the Saints have become far too trendy, far too trendy. Akeem Talib came on these airwaves and said they're going to win the Super Bowl. I went to a Nuggets game and the Degenerates were there, and they told me the Saints were going to play in the Super Bowl. Not only are the Saints not going to play in the Super Bowl, they're not going to win a playoff game. And Drew Brees could be added to a very intriguing free agent class. Uh, give me the Panthers and Cam Newton. A very uh, interesting candidate to play in their second Super Bowl in three years. When in doubt, side with Aqib Tlaib. He's got the Saints in the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if I have him that far, but I'll take the Saints in this game. And that'll do it for our NFL picks for the first weekend, wild card weekend. See if uh, how many games do I differ with the degenerates? Do I give them an opportunity to come back? Here? They can't quite catch you this week, uh-huh. but they can make a dent. You differ on two. You've got Atlanta. They've got the Rams. Okay. You've got Buffalo. They've got Jacksonville. You guys are in agreement on Kansas City, New Orleans. Will is a little all over the board. He's got three road teams. He's got Tennessee, Buffalo, and Carolina. I went pretty chalk. I got the four home teams. You know that... That New Orleans game is is going to show me a lot, though, uh, if New Orleans is indeed for real. Because they they play a brand of football. The way they use those two running backs, it reminds me a lot of the way Atlanta got to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Multiple ways to win games, right? Yeah. Tough to defend, a matchup nightmare. Uh, if, if I was using my own formula for success in terms of picking these games, Vic, you've got the best board. Because if you just ask yourself, don't worry about who's home, don't worry about who's Who's got what on offense or defense? Just go on the quarterbacks. Who do you trust more, Alex Smith or Marcus Mariota? Mm-hmm. Who do you trust more, Alex Smith in this situation? Matt, I do. Matt Ryan, Jared Goff. Well, I think Matt Ryan's the veteran quarterback who's been there before. I trust him in this situation. Tyrod Taylor, Blake Bortles. Gosh, that's a tough one. It is I a mean, tough neither, one. Neither neither quarterback's been in this situation. So how do you trust somebody who hasn't been there before? Drew Brees, Cam Newton. Yeah, I'll take Drew Brees. Yeah, exactly. That's a tough so, one, though. Uh, that is a tough one. So there are two games where it's pretty even, but if you're just going on quarterbacks, I think you're on the right side of this these equations. Uh, quickly on the text line here, uh, your hot take about um, the Broncos veterans going off on the younger Broncos and how they're not prepared to play and entitled. Here's one from Tom. says, I'm 72, guys. Could not agree more with Manchester. Young people are no different now than ever. Um, you're getting that from a lot of folks. The adults of society, writes this texter, have allowed things to occur. Millennial parents are the root of the problem. The root, the wound isn't the problem. It's the gangrene. Well, no, it, it's clearly the adults' problem. It, it, it's their inability to lead. It's their inability to, to deal with what the, the younger generation is doing and thinking. All I'm saying in addition to this, though, is this is nothing new. I mean, go back and watch shows about the 50s. And parents in the 50s, when Elvis Presley was up there and he's, ooh, he's moving his hips on TV, oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Every generation has said this about the, the next generation that's coming up. They've never understood it. Yeah, but what about those video games? <laughs> you got the Vic Lombardi Show, top of the hour. Let's reset things when we come back. A chance for you to win Nuggets Jazz tickets and our Power 5 question of the day. Thank you for listening. That was a short week. We're the little degenerates. Bye. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets host the Jazz at Pepsi Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock with a pregame show giving away at 635. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. 
KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. It was a good setup play by after a face-off of the barrel play. G gave it the middle to Josty. There was a lot of room there, and then uh, he slid it to me. I tried to actually go the back door for uh, for Nate, but uh, this time uh, took deflection from the D and uh, went in, so it was a good bounce for us. Miko Rantanen scores the first goal of the game last night. The Avs put two on the board, did not allow a single one. Two-nothing Avs over the Columbus Blue Jackets at home. Uh, this uh, homestand's been very nice to the Avalanche. Four and one with one game to play. One more home game Saturday night against the Wild. That should be fun on uh, Milan Hayduk Jersey retirement night. The uh, the Avs now nine three and one in their last thirteen games. They have found something, guys. They have found something despite the injuries. Let's remember, Varley's out. He's injured. Tyson Berry saw him at the Nuggets game the other night. He's missed the last few. He's injured. They're dealing with injuries and still winning games. So whatever they found, it's bigger than just injured players. It's a team thing. It's a confidence thing. That's hard to put your arms around. You know, those confidence things that win games, they found it. Well, and Vic, we actually had a a conversation here in the office yesterday. Mark Moser was here, and uh, we were talking about how Mike Chambers said McKinnon's now in the MVP conversation, um, which I've been saying for a few weeks. I want to get your thoughts on this. I said it to the fellas. I think Jared Bednar is now in the coach of the year conversation if the Avalanche make the playoffs. Oh, you have to put him in that conversation. A year after what they went through, a year of of losing the way they lost, worst team in hockey by far. Yeah, I'd say so. It's January 5th. Mm-hmm. And they've almost reached their win total from a year ago. One win shy of that win total. Which is remarkable. It begs the question, though, of what's the difference? And and I've got two theories, and you guys, well, three. And you guys tell me which one you think is, is more likely. One, last year started off so odd with Jared Bednar being hired so close to the start of the season. The offseason was weird, the whole Patrick Waugh thing. It just, it put everything into a yeah, tail. Couldn't get anything going. Couldn't get a system in place. Couldn't get anything going because of the time. Correct. The second thing was, I believe they were 9-9 nine and nine early when, when EJ went down. Yes, and they were just not the same team after that by by any means. So the the Eric Johnson injury, they were you know not strong in, uh, in in that end of the ice anyway. You lose your best defenseman, things kind of fall apart. And then there's the Patrick Ewing theory, the addition by subtraction. I hate to throw a guy under the bus, but how much better is this team since Matthew Sheen's well, been out I, of the room? I, I think that last point speaks volumes, and and I agree with you. I would have never guessed that this had happened after they lose Duchesne. Losing Duchesne is just that, losing. But they've won. Yeah. They've won without Duchesne. Well, and well, he has not been good in Ottawa either. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's throw a third award nominee out there. Uh, I, I assume the NHL does it. Executive of the year for what he got in that trade and how they've accelerated. Joe Sackick's name is in that hat. So I think McKinnon, Bednar, and Sackick all are in conversations for hardware. Well, and when the trade went down, you heard some, some smart hockey people say, hey, Duchesne for Gerard, and you get Gerard, that's a pretty good deal right there. And then there's all these other pieces that we're going to continue to see, and you see some of these guys performing well on Team Canada, and, I mean, you know, Moj is going crazy on Twitter watching. I don't know what he's watching, but he's all excited well, like about Maker the future. Maker and Timmons from Ke- Team Canada, they're among the top three players on the team. Right. So you, you look at that, and you're like, man, that makes it a great trade. 
But then just the impact of getting whatever, and it seemed like a nice guy, doesn't seem like, you know, uh, I'm not trying to disparage him, but it just wasn't working. And getting that vibe out of the room, I, I, I don't think you can understate the importance of that. All right, back to the text line, and I want to apologize. Our text line's going slow again today. We're like five minutes behind here on this one. Someone, uh, 1131 texts in. Have you guys said anything about CU upsetting the number four team in the country? Yeah, we spent an entire segment on that. Obviously, a big win for Tad Boyle and his buffs. Biggest win of the year. Uh, first time they've beaten a top five team since 2011. Uh, they, they stormed the court, to which Manchester went off on people attacking millennials. And I'm, I'm not sure if that sparked your hot take or not, but, uh, hey, listen, you win at home against a top five team, you can do whatever you want. I went off on overly full of themselves sports snob who thinks they can decide how people should and shouldn't cheer, how people should and shouldn't celebrate. Who, who gives you that, that right? Who, who, who deemed you the, the, the dawn of all sports? Yeah, there's gotta be a line me. though. There's gotta oh. be a line. Well, the line is you can't win a game and then suddenly storm a court and start slapping people in the face. Can you do that? No, that would be okay. assault. That's okay. not celebrating. Just make sure there's a line somewhere. That's, that's not celebrating. You beat the number four team in the country. That's not a ridiculous time to storm the court. You're yeah. eight and six. You've been. Is it fair to say the Buffs basketball program has been on a treadmill the last three years? Well, yes, because now gotten nowhere. You know the thing about the Buffs basketball program right now. They're they're very anonymous. They yes. won that game last night. Who plays for the Buffs, right? Before that game, I watched the game last night, but before that game, if I saw McKinley right on the street, I wouldn't even know who the hell he is. No, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? It's become an anonymous program because they don't have that one marquee player who sort of represents the university. They don't. They have a bunch of guys who are pretty damn good, and last night those guys won a game. Yeah, but it's a big win because this team needed, this program needed some sort of Jolt, some sort of catapult. Now, I'm, this got him to nine and six. So let's, you know, keep it in somewhat of perspective. You should have a much better record than that because your out of conference uh, schedule should be pretty easy and there's still nine and six. So let's, let's pump the brakes a bit, but they do need something to catapult them because they kind of got to that. All right. They're perennial, um, borderline tournament team. The last couple of years, they haven't even been that. Can they get back to that level? And I still think to be really considered a program that, hey, that's something to be excited about, you gotta be a team that can win a tournament game. And ultimately, you gotta be a team that can make it to the second weekend. If you don't make it to the second, second weekend, you're just another one of those teams that's, you know, you're in the, you're middling somewhere around a little above 500. It doesn't impress me. All right. Um, HW bought a lotto ticket burning a hole in his pocket. And we're going to introduce that to our power five question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power Five. Let's play. That first number up is 42. Followed by the number 39. Tonight we're going to meet David Chemistruck, who won $2 million playing Powerball. Now for the rest of those numbers, we've got 18. The number two, rounding it out tonight with the number 37. Your Powerball number tonight is 12, and your power play multiplier is 3. So many numbers. Man, I don't know what it is. I've never purchased a lotto ticket. Maybe because I've read the stories of people who win these millions, and then their lives are shattered because everybody comes after their money. I don't know what it is. I've never bought one. 
Obviously, H.W., you buy as many as you possibly can. No, I bought one yesterday for the show because uh, our Power 5 question of the day today on the Altitude 950 text line, what would you do with the Powerball or Mega Millions jackpot? Our favorite one gets Denver and Utah tickets tonight. So if you can go to the game tonight, 30933 on the Altitude 950 text line, what are you doing with almost half a billion? And, Vic, I bought a ticket for the five of us. We're going to get about $110 million each once it hits. Obviously, there will be taxes and that kind of stuff. So if you hit every number tonight, including the Powerball, you take home how much? Well, it's it's tomorrow night is the one we're in. We're in the Powerball. Okay. Uh, we win $550 million. So I'd give each of you a hundred and ten million dollars. How generous! And I would of you. never talk to you ever again. So we wow. get about sixty million after taxes. Let, let, let's be totally honest here, okay? Let's put on our big boy pants. If you won this, and I know we're doing this for radio, there's no way in hell you're giving us money, dude. You're you're, t- you're not going to give us anything. I'm on the record saying it, man. You just, I don't care what the record suggests. I don't care a radio. If you win, you're taking your money, you're paying your taxes, and you're going to move to Aruba. Maybe. How greedy does he have to be? He'd still have $60 million bucks. Dude, greed comes in different forms. That's a thing. That's why. Do your research. Read yeah. about these things, man. These people that win these Powerballs, their lives go to ruins. It's never enough, right? So are never you saying enough. you don't want your cut, Vic? I'm just telling you what you're going to do, okay? I know you're not serious about it. You're doing it for radio. I am serious about it. So when I give you your $60 million, what would you buy? Because that's our Power 5 question of the day, 30933. What would you buy for $60 million? Well, a lot of people think they can buy an NFL team. Right? No. I love these guys who, <laughs> these players especially, who have $60 million in the bank saying, yeah, I want in, I want to buy it. Dude, you can't even put a dent in an NFL team for $60 million, okay? Maybe in 1982... Not today. I would do, and this is cliche. I got one cliche and one non-cliche. My cliche one is I'd build the dream home, right? And it would have, like, you know, the backyard that is actually just all about being a wiffle ball field that looks just like Coors Field. It would have the indoor basketball court, all that all that kind of stuff. So that would be that would be one. The second thing I would do, though, I think I'd buy a minor league baseball team. I think you know, it'd be fun finally to a just chance for you to be a GM, right? You right. talk about how you can be a GM. Right, I'd be I'd be the Jerry Jones of the Coastal League. That's what I would be. That would be a lot of fun. The good news is this kind of money that we're talking about with the Powerball and the Mega Millions right now. I like to call it private jet money, and I hate airport security. So I'm buying a jet or at least a share of a jet because yeah. this is private jet money. You're never flying commercial, and again. I'm never flying commercial again. That'd be my thing. I would do something about the NBA All Star voting process. I'm reading this right now. <laughs> Lonzo Ball. Has as many all-star votes, almost as many, as Damian Lillard right now. I mean, just just consider that for a second. I want you to chew on that. I want you to digest that statement. Let me ask you. Lonzo Ball nearly has as many all-star votes as Damian Lillard. 2017. Compare the airtime of Lonzo Ball on ESPN and Damian Lillard. Not even close. It's, it's a not, it's thousand to one? one. A hundred to one minimum, maybe a thousand to one. You're exactly right. Which is why it's a stupid high school popularity contest. Nothing more than that. That This number that I just spit out is making me so mad. I can't finish my thought. We're going to break. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. 
Guys, I want to take a moment this morning to tell you about my friends at American Financing. Give them a call at 303-695-7000 or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. You know, I work with uh, HW. He's a millennial. So the news that came from my friends at American Financing really caught my attention. Millennials aren't just buying homes at record rates nowadays. According to new data from Ellie Mae, they're also refinancing their existing ones. It makes sense. With average interest rates falling to their lowest point in 2017, millennials are taking advantage of refinancing opportunities to lower their monthly interest payments. It's something we can all be doing right now as interest rates are extremely low. At least they will be for the next month. That's when the Fed meets again, and that could easily mean a rate increase. So don't wait much longer. Make the call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing today. They're at 303-695-7000. You can also check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. Don't forget, American Financing, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. Jeff Legwald from ESPN. You know, Rosen and Darnold are probably one, two, flip them either way, but they're probably one and two. So, you know, if you're the Broncos sitting at five, then, you know, you know what you're dealing with or you know you got to get up if one of those guys is your pick. Now, they've made their own break here in some ways because by being so aggressive to go to the senior bowl when the Browns turned it down, they now get to, well, likely, um, I'm hearing, you know, often geographically they split the conferences at the Senior Bowl, but sometimes they don't have enough players at some positions, so there's a good chance they're going to get to coach Baker Mayfield in that game, even though they're doing the North team. So, since that comes before free agency, that's a big deal. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Real de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Real de Minas Restaurant. Scott Aces here. Urology cancers, including prostate, kidney, and bladder, are among the top ten cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Advantage Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. Pepsi Center is the place to be for Thursday and Friday night home games with Nuggets Night Out. Murray's on the run, and he throws it down. Get one ticket and one beer for just $23 per person. Out to Barton, can he hit again? You betcha! The next Nuggets Night Out is Friday, January 12th, versus the Memphis Grizzlies at 7 p.m. Jokic three to shoot, fall back, baby! Get your Nuggets Night Out tickets today at Nuggets.com or by calling 303-287-DUNK. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. 
over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Avoid northbound I-25 between 8.30 and noon today. Traffic brought to you by Unbound.org. A funeral procession will be moving through there and you're going to see closures. Also seeing rolling closures on Lincoln Avenue University and Wildcat Reserve Parkway. We all got to where we are through hard work and a little help. Open a world of opportunity for a child or elder dreaming of a better tomorrow at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Brady saw Garoppolo as a threat. Belichick saw Garoppolo as the future. High level meetings resulted in a mandate from owner Robert Kraft. Trade Garoppolo. As one team staffer said of Brady, he won. Oh my God, it's the end of an era. Look out, the Patriots are falling apart. They're 13 and 3. They're the top seed in the AFC. They're going to win another Super. Calm down. Yeah, the uh, big, uh, the big story out of ESPN is that the Belichick, Brady, Bob Kraft triumvirate, uh, is no more, perhaps after this season. The end is near. Um, and, and I guess my reaction to that, I mean, what, what did we expect? Did, did we think they were going to do this forever? Is there not an expiration date on a quarterback in the NFL? I mean, things happen. Conflicts happen. Everybody goes through this. Why is this such a big deal? Well, and Why are we surprised by this? I don't know. And, and I don't necessarily look at this as it's the end because let's say this is true. If Tom Brady really did want Jimmy G out of there because he didn't like having – Aaron Rodgers in the building when he's Brett Favre. That suggests to me that Tom Brady's not planning on leaving anytime soon. So well, he said he wants to play till he's 45. He has said this. He's gone public with that. So who? Wh- why does that mean anybody's taking their ball and going home? Right? Bob Kraft isn't yeah. selling the team. Brady's obviously going to stick around as long as he can. And yeah, did, did Belichick, the ultimate sort of schemer and guy who's trying to be ahead of the curve. Did he like having the heir apparent ready to go so they don't fall off the cliff in New England like the Broncos did here in Denver? Sure, probably. But he's also got Tom Brady. He's walking away from that. He's walking away from Tom Brady. Really? I, I don't, I don't believe that for a second. Let me read from the story. And there's a lot of different layers to the story. The relationship between Brady and his body coach, that terminology, whatever. The body mm-hmm. coach is getting in the way of a lot of things. Okay. That's one, that's one facet to this story. The other angle is the Jimmy G angle. And uh, I'll read quote straight from the uh, Seth Wickersham story. Quote, two weeks before the November 1st trading deadline, Belichick met with Kraft to discuss the quarterback situation. According to staffers, the meeting ran long. Lasting half the day, pushing Belichick's other meetings back. You know, he was mad. The office was buzzing. The meeting ended with a clear mandate to Belichick. Trade Garoppolo because he'd not be in the team's long-term plans. And then once again, find the best quarterback in the draft to develop him. Belichick was furious and demoralized, according to friends, that Bob Kraft forced him to do this. Uh One morning in late October, Belichick texted 
Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan and asked him to call back. Belichick had long admired Kyle's father, Mike, who not only had been one of the NFL's smartest tacticians, but also personally defended Belichick to Commissioner Roger Goodell during the Spygate scandal. Belichick, having always subscribed to the philosophy that it's time to go once an owner gets involved in football decisions. He left the impression with some friends that the current dynamic was unsustainable. Anyway, so many things there. The fact that he called Kyle Shanahan. He didn't call anybody. He called Kyle Shanahan because he wanted what was in the best interest of Jimmy Garoppolo, sounds like to me. That's 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 a very interesting move. Well, it, it? it is, and it, it it it's it's interesting that he has that much respect for Mike Shanahan because if you looked at Bill Belichick's career with New England, which what one coach would you say kind of had his number? Shanny did. Yeah, he, he what did. quarterback had Brady's number? Jake Plummer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Owned him. So Owned it, him. It's interesting. I mean, there, there certainly is a respect there from Belichick to Shanahan because Shanahan was able to match wits with him. Do you think that phone call is different? If Kyle Shanahan's coaching the Broncos and not the Niners? That's mm. a great question. And and it leads to one of the texters who brought up this point. He said, you know, uh, Belichick calls Kyle Shanahan. I wonder if Kyle Shanahan were the coach of the Broncos. And you're exactly right. Is this another argument? Is this another reason why the Broncos bungled that coaching decision? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, how would you like to be the, the – and we talked about it as the Niners – Started playing better at the end of the year, and they were at five and ten, and the Broncos were at five and ten. They wound up six and ten, and it was, hey, they both have crappy records. They, neither one's going to the playoffs. But which fan base would you rather be in right now? And it's clearly San Francisco because they have a head coach that you believe in, who the players rallied around, and the team improved, and they have the quarterback of the future. They, it's it's all about the the coach and the quarterback. That's what the NFL is about. They've got both. The Broncos have neither. It just surprises me that I get the vibe from both of you guys that this whole report, which is I would call it a, a very extensive report, is much ado about nothing. To me, this report is the end of the dynasty as we know it. And if they lose in the AFC playoffs, whether that be the second round or the AFC title game, that either Hoodie or Brady has you, to go. You hope it is because you're anti-patriot, which I understand. Yeah. So you hope it's the end of an era. But if you had to choose, right, because this is what it comes down to, choices. Bob Kraft isn't going anywhere. He's the owner, all right? So ultimately, it's his choice. But if you're a fan of the Patriots, no, nobody in this room is, who would you choose? Would you choose the Hall of Fame coach or the Hall of Fame quarterback? In my mind, it's easy. Yeah, it's Quarterback's got a couple years left. He's done. Of course yeah. you go with the coach. It's not yeah. even close. But there, there's no franchise in sports, certainly no franchise in the NFL, that deals with distractions and blocks them out. Better than the Patriots. I mean, think about it. This is a team that had to deal with Aaron Hernandez. Is there a bigger story or craziness in the NFL in the last two years than that? And it didn't affect them at all. They They won a Super Bowl. A four-game suspension due to some ridiculous scandal and still won a Super Bowl. The flake gate for two years was a distraction. Spygate didn't distract him. I just And look, this whole Belichick thing, he didn't like when the owner gets involved in decisions. I understand that. But... We At the end of the day, I think he's smart enough to realize he does have a boss. We all have a boss. And at some point, you have to do something that maybe you're not in agreement with because the boss is the tiebreaker, right? They get to win it. This is not Bill. This is not Bob Kraft coming in and saying, I want to start this guy at guard instead of this guy. It's the biggest decision you can make on the team. It's about the quarterback. It's about the five-time Super yeah. Bowl champion winning quarterback. That's the decision he gets involved with. Surely Bill Belichick has the perspective enough to realize that's not meddling. That's not the owner sitting in the draft room telling us we should take Johnny Menzel instead of uh, 
Doug Martin or, or Zach Martin or whoever the lineman was that the Cowboys took to Zach Martin, it, that's, that's a diff, that's not, that's a different level of meddling. That's not getting overly involved. You're right. That, that's doing what's in the best interest of your franchise. Correct. Which leads me back to, um, if Pat Bolin, if Pat Bolin 10 years ago were making the call on the Broncos this year, you just wonder what decisions would have been made. Well, right? you the, wonder what, what, what the difference would have been, how they, how they put a team together, how they put a staff together. You just wonder what he would have done. Well, and, and Vic, you've been covering this team for a long time. If, when I talk about Pat Bowen, do you think Pat Bowen, no matter who his coach was, who his GM was, would you say he was a guy that meddled in personnel decisions? Never. He, okay. he meddled in, in organizational decisions, Correct. what's best for the organization, but he's not on the sideline saying, hey, that left tackle is not getting off fast enough. I Correct. mean, come on. He's not that guy. So, but what was the example of when he did meddle in a personnel decision when John Elway was getting traded to the Washington Redskins and Pat Bolin came in and told Dan Reeves, that ain't happening. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's John yeah. freaking Elway. You're not trading John Elway. He's taken us to three Super Bowls. He's the best player in franchise history. It's it's not even a, a, a debate, at least at that time, and you're not trading him. I, I don't care what we're getting back from Washington. It's not happening. That's not an owner overstepping his bounds. That's an owner actually running the ship and at some point saying, look, if you're going to make that bad of a decision, if you're going to do something that wrong, I own the freaking franchise. I'm coming in and telling you no. I'll throw one last hypothetical out there. If they do have to make a decision and Kraft's decision is hoodie, how much of a wrench does that throw into this offseason if Tom Brady's now suddenly available for hire oh with Kirk Cousins, with Drew Brees, and with Tom Andrew Brady ain't going class. anywhere. Vic, Tom Brady ain't going anywhere. Now all of a sudden yes, getting yes. Andrew Luck here is not the most ridiculous theory HW has. Let me tell you why Tom Brady ain't going anywhere. You actually <laughs> think they're going to put all that aside and go with a rookie quarterback? Right. That, that ain't happening. Who are they going to go with? They that got ain't the air apparently. So you yeah. think next year, week one, it's Brady and Belichick like nothing's wrong? Yeah, exactly right. And they're raising their sixth banner. Mm. This is ten pages of of gossip. Is what exactly. this is. Exactly. This is, a, exactly this is right. a. I love Seth Wickersham. We've had him on the show. I don't want to diminish what he wrote, but it is what it is. Every team goes through this. If you put a microscope to every organization in sports, every organization or what, you're gonna find conflict. It happens. I will be in Las Vegas next weekend. My hope is the futures are out for winning next year's Super Bowl, and this impacts the, the Patriots because I'll jump all over that. Up next, our, um, I guess this is a Seinfeld reference again. You guys and your Seinfeld are airing of grievances. Not exactly sure what it is, but I'm told it's really good right here on Altitude 950. Sell that home, don't you? You gotta sell that house. The year has passed. It's time. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call with the following offer. If he can't sell your home at a price and a time you guys agree on, he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Take home five grand either way. He has an exclusive system for marketing the home. It's all about marketing. Give him a call today. Troy Hansford, 720-900-4433. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk. It's 720-900-4433. He played 1,020 games over 14 seasons. Gilbert and Hayduke battle for the puck. He scored 375 goals. And the Hayduke shot score! And Saturday, the number 23 Avalanche sweater will be raised to the Raptors at Pepsi Center, where it belongs. Altitude 950, home of the Colorado Avalanche, salutes Milan Hayduke. Milan! Hey, dude!
Basketball is on tonight on Altitude. Watch as your Denver Nuggets go head-to-head with a Utah Jazz. Pre-game starts tonight on Altitude Sports at 6 p.m. with tip-off at 7 p.m. Altitude gets you an all-access pass to all the things Nuggets all season long. For more behind-the-scenes interviews and game times, follow Altitude TV on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department, located off I-70 in Colorado. You will ensure that deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package, starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. We are seeing rolling closures on northbound I-25 right now as a funeral procession is moving up out of the Castle Rock area to Lincoln Avenue. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Do expect ramp closures as well. Right now, the ramp from southbound I-25 to Lincoln Avenue is closed. This situation, you want to stay off northbound I-25 between Castle Rock and Lincoln Avenue until about noon today. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today, they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment passes on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. From the text line here, uh, 1363, so the greatest dynasty in NFL history possibly breaking up is not a big deal? Come on. Again, my response is, how long did you think this was going to go on? What There's a shelf life to this stuff, right? First of all, I don't think they're breaking up after this season. I think that's, to be honest with you, using a word from Manchester's lexicon, balderdash. It's just a conflict, like many other conflicts. But the dynasty, guess what? <laughs> Five years from now, the Patriots aren't going to be what they are today. That's just fact. You well, really think this is going to go on forever? I don't know that you or I said it wasn't a big deal. I just think you and I looked at it and said, I'm not buying it. I mean, there's two ways to read the story. You can read the story and say, 
this is it's going to fall apart. This is the end of it. Or you can read the story and say, fine, there's always dysfunction. There's always disagreements. And I don't think anybody involved in this and the, the three main people are dumb enough to walk away from what they have. That's, that's that's the best way to put it. They're not dumb enough to take conflict and say that's more important than success. Right. So that's my opinion on it. Doesn't mean I'm just trying to say, oh, the story doesn't matter. I'm just not going to run around and celebrate that the you know that the the Patriots are finally coming to an end. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh this one's on the text line as a Pats fan. Thanks for listening, Pats fan. By far, Belichick is more important. I prefer Belichick. I mean, any rational fan here would understand that Brady only has so much left, and you go with your Hall of Fame coach over your Hall of Fame quarterback in this situation. Come on. Let's not be silly. Um, we asked the question in our Power 5 question of the day, if you win the, what is this, the lotto? Lottery of Millions? What's this called? It's uh, it, There's two. There's one a night, which is the Mega Millions. There's one a night, which is the Powerball. Yeah. And the, the five of us are entered into the Powerball thanks to my quick thinking at the grocery store. Thank you very well. Quick yeah. think, quick, quick $2 yeah. to buy that yeah. sucker. That yeah. is a quick thinking guy right there. So if we win this money, what would we do with our share? That is our question of the day. Uh, a couple texters, uh, 4746 says, I would buy a bowling alley. All right. Many for sale I see around town. Uh, 11.78, I'll buy the naming rights at Sports Authority Field. Not sure what I'd name it yet. Maybe run it like NBA All-Star voting and leave it to the local fans. <laughs> I like that. Uh, they're supposed to be taking those signs down next week, by the way, guys. I want to be there for that. Want to be there for those yeah, signs. Yeah, you, you need to cover that. That needs be there to be on your, Let's Talk Football. You're going to be there with your crescent wrench, Vic? Well, whatever it takes. I want one of those signs. I just want it. Uh, 4844, I would buy a house or a car and invest in av season tickets for life. I'd get it done. You'd have a lot of money left over after that, brother. Uh, can't read that text because it's inappropriate, as many are. Uh, Sean says, I would buy out VJ's contract. Um, another one that says, buy the naming rights to bankruptcy field at mile high. So you're getting very creative. Uh, we will pick a winner by the end of the show, let you know who wins the Nuggets Jazz tickets tonight. All right. Now we're going to air some grievances, which is what I thought we did every segment anyway. So what, what is different about this, HW? Well, it was kind of inspired by a, a power five that we did recently. So let's hear the airing of grievances. And then Vic, do you remember our power five where we just complained about things that drive us irrationally crazy? Yes. That's kind of what this segment's going to uh-huh. be. So we'll do we'll do airing of grievances. You'll hear our power five, and then we'll dive into it. Well, let's air them. Hey, tell us how you really feel. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. It's time for the airing of grievances. I will bring a freaking rooster. I'm going to start bringing a rooster on a leash to Home Depot. All I'm going right. to bring a box of freaking cobras, and I'm just going to open the box up right in the middle of the aisle. These are my freaking snakes. People love them. That was in reference to our last airing of grievances, uh, irrational things of people bringing dogs to Home Home Depot. And how I would react next time I visit Home Depot. I haven't been there since, by the way. Um, you guys have any immediate things that you want to get to? Yeah, I want to get, get to a couple. They're, they're sports-related, non-sports-related. Uh, first of all, Paul Pierce, have you guys seen what this guy's doing today? He doesn't want to share his night with Isaiah Thomas when the Celtics retire Pierce's number 34 jersey 
next month. Apparently there's a planned in-game tribute video for Thomas for his on-court return February 11th, doing the right thing after they traded him. And Pierce is all upset that it's his night and they can't air a simple little in-game video tribute for Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Paul Pierce... What, what's your deal, dude? That, that's pathetic. Yeah. I can't stand Paul Pierce. And that's there's, pathetic. There's two things to jump out of me. Yeah. One. Remember when he faked like he was hurt? Yeah, and they took him off in a wheelchair. On a wheelchair. And he was, On a wheelchair. He was back in the game like six minutes later. I mean, I went off on the whole old school, new school thing earlier and how that's ridiculous. But come on. I mean, you got taken off the court in a wheelchair and then you're playing in that same game. The other one was, do you remember, I don't know, about a year or so ago, and they were having like a reunion for the players that were on the most recent Celtics championship team, and they kind of blocked out and froze out Ray Allen because they were unhappy that he went to Miami or whatever. Just petty, just being jerks. This is nothing new for Paul Pierce. What a selfish idiot. Oh, God, I don't like that guy. All right, what do you got? Uh, here's my thing. This is non-sports. So, uh, kids over the, over the holidays, you know, they get iPads, they get iPhones. Uh, we're an Apple family, so everything's compatible. Every time you buy one of these things, you, it comes with two things, a power cord and earbuds. Yes, right? and people always take yours. I know where this Correct. is going. I so know where this is going. We have five people in our house. Over the course of the years, in the, you know, people have had multiple devices. I should have like 15 power cords. No doubt. And 15 sets of earbuds. Yet I can never find any of those, and my kids always take my charger. So I, you know, get ready for bed, ready to plug it in so it's ready to go the next morning. It's never there. Where are they going? How do they disappear all the time? That's my grievance. I have that take place every single day. Not only take them, but take them with them. Yes. Like away from the home. Oh, that bothers me. You know, I got onto this, and you know how much I hate group texts, right? You know how much I hate them. I know. I mean, in, in, in the middle of a work day, you're doing stuff on your phone, and boom, 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 text after text after text. Your phone won't stop. Just last night, and many of my friends are listening, I was on this mega friend group text, a bunch of them, and it went on for three and a half hours. I've got it in front of me right now. It started like at around 7, and it ended after 10 of group text. Not once did I respond. I'm just reading along, just going, you know, I'm trying to do some work preparing for the show, actually. It wouldn't stop. It can, was a mountain of texts. Can you, How do people do that for three and a half? Who's doing this? Who's sitting there for three and a half hours texting? Can you tap out of a group text? Can you Yeah, you can. You can leave, but I purposely did not want to leave this conversation. I just wanted to see how long it would last. See, now, there's there's two different things in this, right? So the group text, because it's coming to your phone and you can't avoid it, I don't have a problem with you tapping out of. If you're in, like, a group message thing on Facebook, like, you can casually go catch up with that at any point. It's really not annoying. It's So when you tap out of that... You're kind of snubbing your nose at the people that are in the group of like, I don't have time to deal with your little topic here. Now, but you're texting because that's annoying and it's popping up on your phone and interrupting you. Feel free to tap out of that one. Oh, I've got, I've got another sports one for you guys. Uh, this John Gruden charade is ridiculous. It's just an, it's making a mockery of the process. It's ultimately going to make a mockery of the Rooney rule. And it, it's just... We all know he's going to be the next coach of the Raiders, and he wants to fulfill his obligation to ESPN to call the playoff game. I get that. But at what point can we just come out and tell everyone what is happening as opposed to dancing around all these issues? I mean, the guy's own network is reporting he will be the next head coach, yet he 
can't confirm it because he's got an obligation. It's just, I, I don't know about you guys, but I think this John Gruden charade has been fairly absurd the last week. Well, he's been in the news every year when there's a coaching vacancy, right? So, finally, it's been how many years since he, he's been in the news, rumored to take a job? Just get it over with. Um, I got one that's non-sports related, clearly. A couple things that just sort of bother me irrationally, if that's where we're going. The word urology bothers me. I don't know why. I see it, mm. it bothers me. It's just something about it. Do you just just when you see it, just when I you see read it, it, I feel it. I don't like the word, the what, word urology. What about when Scotty says it during his commercial? I just don't. I, you know, they need to come up with a different word. That's you could. I understand the meaning. Come up with a different word. I don't like urology. Here's I don't the, like. You know what I saw today as I walked outside to get my paper too. I saw this today. A jogger in the cold is freezing. The farmer snot. Don't. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I, I, I know you're outside. I know it's. I just. I could never get myself the farmer's snot, mainly because I don't know how to do it. Every time I tried to farmer's snot, I got loogies all over my face. I mean, down, how do you how do you do it in one sit? How do you do one glob of snot out of your nose without having other snot around your face? Give us a quick uh, description of the farmer's snot for some of us who may not be aware. What? You don't know what a farmer's snot is? No. When Wait. you hold one nostril down and you forcibly force the rest of your mucus in your nose and your nostril out. And it just goes flying pushing. onto the ground? Yes. <sighs> it's, it's for the details. It is the most disgusting thing going. You've never heard of that before? I mean, I've, I've seen it. I, I guess I've never heard the name Farmer when I When I used to be a ball boy for the Nuggets, it was the most vile act. These dudes would get up after a foul and Farmer snot on the court all the time. Happens all the time in it's pro sports. disgusting. All right, this one may be the vegan in me, so just play along. But there's a proper direction you're supposed to go at the salad bar, right? You start at the lettuce, yeah. and you end at the dressing. <laughs> you don't start with the croutons. Right. Like, how freaking hard is this? You start at the lettuce, you go that side, then you go to the other side and start opposite the dressing do, do and they finish at the dressing. Map. Do they right. need a map at the beginning of the salad bar? Do we have to put arrows? Do we have to? I mean, it just is so common sense. You start at the lettuce, you end at the dressing, and every day at Whole Foods, I'm standing there because somebody's coming in and they're getting their fruit, and it's like, what are you doing? Follow the order. There has to be some semblance of order in society. So you're a Whole Foods salad bar guy. How much does that run you, by the way? That's got to be at least 40 bucks. The goal is to always be below $10, which is tough to do. I mean, really, for leaves. You're, you're paying 10 bucks for a bunch of leaves. I know. Think about that for a second. I know. I'm with you. I'll there, find you some leaves. There's a grievance right there that it's, it, it is expensive or more expensive than it should be to be healthy. There's a grievance. Mm. When you think about it that way, you're right. I mean, you get a 99 cent burger and just have clogged arteries. Yeah. Much cheaper to go fast food. It That's is. part of the problem. All right. Are we done? Anybody else? I like that. Feel better about it. I myself. do feel better. It's good yeah. on a Friday, too, because you've got all this stuff built up from the whole week of people just yeah. annoying yeah. you. Well, and people can always chime yeah. in with their own on the Altitude 950 text line at 30933. We will read your grievances. Too. How are we doing on people, what they're going to spend their money on? I need some ideas. Well, so far, well. the leader in the clubhouse is this naming rights to Mile High. I mean, that people is People want to have naming rights. It'd be cool to have, like, your name on there, right? Jed and Ethel Smith Spiel. <laughs> Jed and Ethel Smith. Yeah, I mean, name it whatever you please. 
I'm guessing there is a couple somewhere named Jed and Ethel Smith. Darn right there are. You don't see many these days, but there's Jeds and Ethels, trust me. Uh, later on in the program, we'll visit with Kyle Keefe, his thoughts on last night's Avs victory. They are rolling at home. Uh, also, Gina Mizell from the Denver Post as we preview tonight's Nuggets Jazz at Pepsi Center. Up next, Marty O and his sugar fix. The farmer snot. Don't, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I, 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 I know you're outside. I know it's, I just, I could never get myself the farmer snot. Mainly because I don't know how to do it. Every time I tried to farmer snot, I got loogies all over my face. Altitude 950 is the home of your Denver Nuggets. Talk a little Nuggets. And we've got Nuggets Insider Adam Mares all week long. The latest Nuggets inside and analysis you won't get anywhere else. I don't think the Nuggets have a superstar right now. Jokic, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, those guys are all really, really good players. But right now, they certainly are much more reliant on, on the team game and, and working together. And I think it makes for really fun basketball. Adam Mares. Mondays with Moj. Tuesdays with Kreckman and Harris. Wednesdays with Vic Lombardi. And Thursdays with Hastings. I think their identity can and should be to wear teams out because you got a lot of youth, a lot of speed. Adam Mares from DenverStips.com on Altitude 950. Here's your National Western Stock Show update brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. The 112th National Western Stock Show opens tomorrow and runs through January 21st. Featuring 30 professional rodeos, world-class horse shows, the Coors Western Art Gallery, and acres of food and shopping. For tickets and information, go to National NationalWestern.com. This National Western Stock Show update is brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. Great windows at a fair price. Call 1-800-GET-WINDOWS or go online to LifetimeWindowsColorado.com today. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Over over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com Get last minute tickets for just $15 with the Denver Nuggets Puzzle Beater Pass. Sign up today and receive a text notification 24 hours before tip-off, giving you access to tickets on your mobile device. Register today at NuggetsPass.com. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50. And Nate Crackman, and we are here for our friends at American Financing. Are you a renter or in the market to buy a home? Did you know rental rates are at all-time highs? That means if you're renting, guys, you're throwing away money that you could be investing in your own American dream while the rates remain low. Our friends at American Financing have been able to help their customers get into homes for less money than you're paying for rent and less money down. There are down payment programs helping you get into a home for as low as $1,000. So give them a call and they can get you a pre-qualification letter within 24 hours, which makes your offer on a home much, much stronger. And you'll know what you can qualify for right up front. Invest in your future by becoming a property owner and build equity for yourself and not someone else. Call 303-695-7000. That's 
303-695-7000. Call seven days a week or go online at AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. You'll need to stay off northbound I-25. All lanes are blocked between Plum Creek Parkway and Lincoln Avenue to allow the funeral procession for Fallen Officer Parrish to travel from Castle Rock to Highlands Ranch. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. May want to use Highway 83 as your alternate. Also expect rolling delays and closures on Lincoln Avenue University and Wildcat Reserve Parkway. Becoming a child sponsor with Compassion International can change the world one child at a time. Find out how at Compassion.com forward slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Just got this text from uh, Julie Brownman. Quote, Morning, sunshine. Can you promote that we're going to have Landis on today? I'm not sure what time. Plus, Sean Salisbury, 1230. Time's Landis Scott going to join the crew. Well, I got the exact same text, and she said, Will, can you promote that we're going to have Landis Scott on? I don't know the time. Also, Sean, at 1230. Thanks. Yeah, I, Boy, I, I was referred to as Sunshine. You were just Will. Yeah, I did uh, book Sean Salisbury at 1230. Did and... you get anything, any texts for yourself there, James? Uh, no, I was just going to say I was uh, I was left out of this loop. I got nothing. Okay, well. There you go. Which I'm 100% fine with, by the way. Gabriel Landeskog and Sean Salisbury coming up on uh, Hastings and Brownman after this program. Uh, a couple of the texts coming in on our Power 5 question of the day. If you win a piece of this uh, big lotto deal that HW seems to be uh, promoting, uh, millions of dollars, what will you do with your, your money? 0301 says, this is Sam. Thanks for putting your name at the end of your text, Sam. See, I like you. Sam says... I'd pay off my student loans, my house, my car, buy Rocky season tickets, and blow the rest at a strip club. Um, this guy says, 0724, I would buy a trip for two to space for Manchester and myself. Ooh. That would be, you know what? That's nice. He's thinking about me. You go to the moon, maybe. I, I only want to go for going to the moon. Although I'm claustrophobic, I'm not sure a space capsule is really my, my bag. Nathan Thornton says, I've never heard of a farmer snot. But a farmer blow, yes, same damn thing. You're blowing the snot out of your nose. Um, he says he does it in his shower every time. Oh, okay, okay, God. okay, fine. That's even acceptable. You're in your shower. You, there's water. All right, it goes down the drain. That's fine. I'm just saying when you're doing it next to some joggers, do it all the time I, on a sidewalk, man. Come on, dude, chill out. It's disgusting. I don't even in the shower. Because, you know, you don't know where it's going to go, and then like three days later you're in there and it's petrified on the tile. Ugh. Uh, another person says, dude, it's snot rocket, yes. not farmer snot. That's better. Snot rocket. Okay, that does that does yeah, work better. That makes more My sense. My fault. My fault. Uh, and the final text I'll read before we get to Marty here. I am not a Paul Pierce apologist, but Isaiah Thomas bothers me more than Paul Pierce. Uh, Thomas doesn't deserve a tribute for two measly years. He had a chance for it, but didn't want it because he didn't want to play that night. Give Pierce his full night of glory. That's one way to look at it. You're right. These guys all want their glory. You're right. Hey, when will that day come, by the way? And you know what's coming. When will it happen? You know what I'm thinking. Mellow night? Yes. When is it going? Does he have to be out of the league? Yes. How long? Mm, a couple years. A couple years. The five-year thing, you know, for getting in the Ring of Fames and Hall of Fames seems like a really long time. I, I think that wound is almost healed, actually. 
but it's still a little bit open as long as he's still an active player. Uh, Drew on the text line, Julie should have just group texted you guys. Would have been <laughs> perfect. to my uh, grievance on group texts. Danny says, naming the stadium Snot Rocket Field by FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul says, I always do farmer blows on the soccer field all the time. That's disgusting. Whatever. I need some sugar. Marty, what do you got? It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woo-hoo-hoo. Sugar slam. Shake that. A farmer blow. That's the first time I heard that one. You've never heard of any of these? Have you seen the act, though? Have you oh, seen I've people seen do it? Snot Rocket is the way I know it, but okay. Farmer okay, Blows. Yeah. See, I'm too old, I guess. The Snot Rocket is the uh, terminology used by the kids. Do you do it? No, I, I'm like you. I can't. I can't. I'm incapable. Uh, do it like, I, I guess my snot doesn't coagulate to the point where I could just rocket one out. <laughs> it's all liquid based, right? Like, if I try, I'm going to try it right now. I'm, I'm just, do you guys mind? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I kind of do. Don't. All right, just, just just to see what happens. I'm going to try one right now. Got some snot built up in my right nostril. Here we go. Glad he asked if we minded. Uh, just, <laughs> I'm not going to watch this. I'm just not. Do you guys mind? Yes. Okay, well, then I'm going to go ahead and continue <laughs> Hold on a doing second. This. I just want to see if it works for everybody. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No. No. Wow. Manchester just had to leave. Oh, my God. He's up. It's all over my mouth. Ugh. Yikes. Oh, that was disgusting, Nick. How do people do this? Not like that. I got to describe Manchester right now. He is shook. He oh is God. shook. I think he needs a bucket. I just saw something projectile <laughs> oh out of Vic's nostril onto a piece of paper that was like eight inches below oh. his nose. That was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. People do this all the time. What are you oh, worried about? Not right in front of me. You know what? Now my right ear is like shut. Or oh, I can't hear God. my right ear. All right. Let's switch gears here. Uh, Alex English turns 64 oh. today. Uh, I have happy nothing. Birthday, Alex. Yeah, happy birthday. Alex smoothest, smoothest, jump, smoothest baseline jumper in the history of the game. Second best nugget of all time. Yeah, I was looking at all the Nuggets records, and besides free throws and blocks, he owns pretty much every single one of them. He Se- does. Second biggest, best Nugget of all you time. You just want to argue, so I'm not going to ask you the first is. Let's go on. Carmelo all right, Anthony. sticking with the Nuggets, Thrill Barton turns 27 tomorrow. Will, how long until you start going by Thrill? Thrill mm, Peterson. I'm, I'm going to leave that for the uh, the basketball player, Will, the Thrill. Uh, most dramatic moment of the Nuggets season so far was Will Barton going coast to coast. Uh, hockey Will is your, is your yeah. name. It yeah. always be Hockey Will. There you and go. Uh, Will had the uh, flu the other night, by the way. Played only 20 minutes. Played a little bit under the weather, so let, let's hope he's right tonight. A few snot rockets will take care of everything. <laughs> uh, Lou Holtz turns 81 today. Vic, you ever have any encounters with Lou when you were at ND? Uh-huh. Lou Holtz? Yeah. Uh, his daughter was in all of my classes. I used to, yeah, all, all the time. I used to always go to Lou's house, right? And Lou had an entire basement that was devoted to Lou Holtz. Great guy, but the entire basement was portrait after portrait, photo after photo of Lou and famous people. Presidents, senators, actors, athletes. It was unbelievable. I've never seen so many photos of a guy with somebody else. 
All right, Lamar Jackson is turning 21 today. What do you guys uh, What do you guys think of Lamar Jackson potentially in Denver? Anything about? Yeah, he just uh, announced that he's going pro. By the way, just announced his intention to um, apply for the NFL draft. Lamar Jackson feels like he's been in college football for 14 years. Maybe because he was so good so early. Yeah, he does feel like he's been at Louisville forever. He feels like those kickers that were on Oklahoma for like three decades. It just I like he's going on forever. I would take I would take a shot at. I'm telling you right now, maybe not top five pick, but I would gamble at a guy like Lamar Jackson. I would. Yeah, I, I think that's the way the NFL's headed. I really do. I think it's headed that way. I think he's a quarterback who can make plays outside of the system, as Manchester always says. Wouldn't mind him in the uh, second or third round. All right, 1710, the typewriter is patented. I remember seeing one at my parents' house, never had to use it. What uh, What's your exposure to it, you guys? Wait a minute. You've never used the typewriter? Uh, I messed around on it, but I never had to use one, no. Wow. Yeah, no, I remember having to do, like, term papers and stuff in an actual typewriter where you had to put in the paper and line up the margins and then hit the return on the and end. Yeah, the liquid paper in case you yeah. made mistakes, right? Yeah. And you remember that little ribbon uh, that also used as a delete button? That yeah, would that was fix... a big innovation. Oh my God, that was the biggest thing ever. When that ran out though, that you were screwed. Yeah. I remember so many papers I turned in where you'd have to go back in with a pen and correct your typos. Mm-hmm. Alright, 1990 New York Lottery pays out $35 million. I have the uh, winning numbers here. You guys want to play those ones tonight? Wait, how many numbers are there? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's how many my ticket has that I bought for us. All right. Let's hear them. We got uh, 18, 25, 26, Hold 32. on a second. Hold, hold on. Hey, hey, When you give me a winning number, you got to think, what when you say that number, what's the first thing that comes to mind? All right, 18. start over. Daryl Strawberry. Peyton Manning. Peyton freaking Manning, dude. Calm down. 25. Chris Harris. Chris Harris. Haven Moses. 26. Clinton Portis. Darian Stewart, just because it's most recent. Raheem Moore, but it rips my heart out. Tatum 30, Bell. 32. Magic. John Keyworth. Ooh, nice. Make those miracles happen. No idea. 42. God, 42. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, I guess you're Every right. Every Major League Baseball team has that number retired. Come on, guys. And 44. Floyd, Floyd Little. Yeah. Go Floyd. Not bad. Okay, uh, 2006 was kind of the coming out season for Tony Romo. Found himself in the wild card game against the Seahawks. Back and forth game. He drove the Cowboys down with one minute left to play. They were down by one, and then this happened. So it's 19 yards on the right hash for the lead. The ball will be spotted by Romo at the nine. And the snap is bad, and Romo picks it up and runs left to the five, and he's taken off his feet at the two-yard line. He fumbled the ball, and their season's going to end. Pretty sad moment for him. Oh. He uh, fumbled the snap, then kind of panicked, started running to the, towards the end zone, got tackled, fumbled. It was a 19-yard field goal to win it. Mm-hmm. 19 yards. Yeah. You're at the one-yard line or the two-yard line to win the game, and you can't convert it. And then he picks it up and starts running, and you think he's going to get in. And he gets, It's like heartbreaking twice because he gets tackled at the one. What are you smirking about, H.W.? The text Wasn't line. there another game that featured, what was it, that playoff run? Wasn't there a Giants snapper? Yeah, the to, long like, snapper, uh, Tunkin. Do you remember that? And he snapped it like right into the ground. Yeah, it was cost against him a game. It was against the Niners. He came out of retirement, I think, or was going to retire, and he came back to play in that game, and he botched the snap at the end right of the game. Right into the ground, yeah. cost him the game. Yeah. All right, this day, 2013, the NHL agrees to uh, end their lockout after 119 days. 
Uh, first games were played on January 19th. 34 games were canceled that season. In, in, in what sport was this? The National Hockey League. That was the 04 lockout? No, 2013. Oh, they had a more recent one. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember that. That's well, bad. Is, is, I was going to say, is that the most recent work stoppage in pro sports? When was the NBA? Uh, when they played the season that started on Christmas. I believe that was 2011. 2011. So I, I, I think I it was the this. NHL was the most recent one. Oh, no. You know what? Was it the NFL where ESPN kept showing the, the oh, that game was off in the season. snow? That was yeah. off season. That was okay. like nobody cares. They didn't yeah, they miss any games. Didn't miss any preseason. Missed, actual games. Okay. That was the most recent. It was hockey, yeah. huh? Wow. Interesting. It's been fairly quiet since then. There's too much money to be lost, see? All right. That's it, boys. Thanks, Marty. Appreciate your insight. Up next, before we uh, reset the show here, I got to tell you, Kyle Keefe, who's done a lot of snot rockets in his day, his uh, his thoughts on what the Avs did last night, what the Avs are doing right now, they are hot to trot. You got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Hold on a second. I just want to see if it works for everybody. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Manchester just had to leave. Oh, my God. He's up. It's all over my mouth. This has been your morning sugar fix, brought to you by Lamar's Donuts, going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets host the Jazz at Pepsi Center. Tip-offs at 7 o'clock with a pregame show, gigging away at 635. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE Parker, Denver, home of the most. And scores! Nathan McKinnon, short side! Home of the Cards. Kicked up and in by Nicole Yoki. The Abs and Nuggets. And Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. And this thing is over. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Yeah, I, I liked what he did tonight. You know, one one area that I thought Burns is great in is I thought we did a good job defending some of the shots. Uh, you know, they throw pucks to the net from all kinds of angles, and then they get traffic in there. And I thought Burns did a real nice job of making the first save and then either smothering the puck or else using his stick to clear it. He had numerous ones that were laying there, and he got active with his hands and cleared pucks to the corner and, you know, kept it out of the danger area with 34 shots on goal, 34 saves for Jonathan Bernier as the Avs shut out the Columbus Blue Jackets. Two zip last night, now 4-1 and one on the six-game homestand. Wraps up tomorrow night against the uh, Minnesota Wild on Milan Heyduk, uh, Jersey retirement night. Um, what about Kyle? Tell me tell me again now. What, uh, he dropped. We're uh, efforting him again. His phone dropped. He yeah. dropped his phone. He, uh, I don't know if he dropped his phone, but his call dropped. Uh, his call dropped while dropping his phone. That's yeah. what I've gathered. So he's on hold right okay. now. All right, so Kyle Keefe, whose phone dropped, and then the phone call dropped itself, uh, is back on the line. He joins us on the Vic Lombardi Show. Kyle, how are you? Good. Martin just called me and then just dropped me. Just Oh, so just, so just Martin dropped, dropped you after you – I see. I see. That's how it Yeah, works. so blame uh, him. Okay. All right. Hey, now listen – I. It's hard to talk to you about this subject because you get all crazy and hype, and I, I get it. I mean, you, you consider yourself a we when we talk about the Avalanche. You, us, you're part of the right. team. Right. Is, is what I'm seeing right now real? Is this real? Is this is this going to happen for the rest of the, is the chemistry there to the point where they can compete compete for a playoff spot? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so a, you got to define streak. 
Okay, this I would say this little four-game winning streak is a streak. But I get asked all the time is, is what we're seeing through 40 games, is this just, you know, is this a facade? How could it possibly happen considering what happened last year? And I would just argue, look at the teams that they've beaten. Um, you know, twice they've beaten uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, they've just got done beating three of the four best teams in the National Hockey League. Uh, Winnipeg, considered one of the better, if not the best team in the Western Conference. Uh, the New York Islanders was an absolute bloodbath. Uh, Toronto, uh, another team that scores in bunches and has tons of talent, beat them. And then it's the way that they're winning, Vic. I mean, last night was, I wouldn't call it a sexy hockey game at all. I mean, it was not the up-and-down 6-1 sort of thriller. Last night was a dirty, ugly, grinding, physical, uh, match-you-style-for-style type hockey game. And you're doing it with a with a you know what people call a backup goaltender. I would call a starting goaltender. And Jonathan Bernier, you pitch a shutout uh, against a team that's 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 going to be there in the end. You know they're going to make the playoffs. So the way that they're winning and the teams that they're beating suggests to me that this is 100% real. Okay, I, I agree with you. When you've won four in a row and you're seven two and one in your last ten, there's something to it. How? How are they doing? Is it simply because somebody on the text line says, well, the chemistry is different. You see the team chemistry. How does chemistry equate to this? How do you suddenly get this good? Well, I, you know, it's, it's, no one's going to tell you that what happened on November 5th or 6th it has anything to do with it. Nobody's going to say that that, that that was, you know, the, the defining moment. But for some reason. What happened? I had an MRI that day. What else happened? Well, Duchesne got traded to Ottawa. Oh. You know, you remember the whole thing in yeah, in, oh yeah, in Brooklyn. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm certainly not suggesting that that that's it. But what I am saying is, since November first, Nathan McKinnon has taken this team on his shoulders and literally uh, just changed the dynamic. He's changed the way that teams approach the Avalanche. There was a perfect example of it last night, where Miko Rantanen was bringing the puck through the neutral zone, and two defensemen just took Nathan McKinnon, and he didn't even have to puck. Mm. And Miko basically, you know, walked into the zone and had to do a little move and then got a, a terrific scoring chance off. But it's he's taken the focus, you know, off of so many players and just brought it on himself. He's changed it. The goaltending has been terrific with Bernier, with Barlamov. And then defensively, you know, this team allowed more goals, I believe, than anybody in the National Hockey League. And right now, their, P, their, their PK is number one in the National Hockey League. They went 38, 41, you know, penalty kills in a row. They're not allowing, you know, they outscored their opponents, I believe it was 15 to 6 over the last four games. They're, they're just, you know, they're doing the little things right. They're believing in the system. They're playing fast, aggressive hockey, and teams are on their heels uh, when the Avs take it the other way. So it's just, it's just, it's just working, Vic. Mm -hmm. I know they don't want us speculating on injuries, and I get it. I do. But should I be concerned more than concerned about Varley and the muscle issue? Because when I hear muscle and Varley, I think groin, and that's been chronic for him. Right. It's I, I wouldn't. And here's why I wouldn't. Just simply because uh, he finished that shift or shifts, whatever you want to say, and then skated off on his own will and had a conversation with Matt Sokowalski. I don't know what was said, but it looked like it was, 
you know, to the to the extent of, you know, something's bothering me, uh, maybe we should call it now. Knowing that the bye week is right around the corner, uh, you don't want to push anything like that. Um, so if it was serious, they would come out and say it's a four- to six-week deal. They didn't say that. They said, it's, uh, you know, he'll be back after the bye week or we'll continue to monitor him. But I would not consider this, uh, you know, a long-term deal. So I think, I think Varley's good. He was just being cautious. And, you know, it, we'll, we'll, we'll see after January 10th. If you had to measure hatred and whatever instrument you want to use to measure that hatred, what would your hatred toward the Minnesota Wild and their fan base be? Nuclear. Okay, that made no sense, the question nor the answer. But needless Nuclear. to say, I mean, needless to say, you don't no. like that no. fan base. There is, it's not even the fan base. It's their faces. It's their, their faces? Punchable. The faces of everyone in that state, everyone yeah. in that team. It's, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it even derived from the loss in the playoffs. Yeah. I think it derived from when Andrew Burnett scored on Patrick Waugh. That was a long time ago. There's something about yeah. the way, the style they play. There's something about their uniforms. There's something about the smugness and the, yeah. uh, just the whole, yeah. it's a hatred for 100%. Like they, clearly the Canadians invented hockey, but Minnesota people think yeah. they're the American yeah. version of the yeah. hockey inventors. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I mean, it's it's the it's the equivalent of uh, Laker fan? No, you, no, no, can't be that. Bad. Who do you hate, Vic? Who do you hate? Patriots, Boston fans. Okay, but, but, yeah. but I mean, it like it bothers you, but you have respect for Tom Brady, so yeah. it's almost not like that because I have okay. no respect for anyone. Really? Yeah. All right. So, Saturday night, it is Milan Hayduk night. This is his jersey going up in the rafters. I, I hate to say this, but you cannot lose this game. This, yeah, I mean, with Minnesota in the house and the yeah. streak that's riding right now, and Milan Haduk being feeded in front of the entire, you cannot lose in front of Milan Haduk. Is this not? I mean, the fact that we're you know early January and everybody's pumped up and jacked up for this game is awesome. Because last January it was like, oh god, oh god. So the fact now that this is a potential five-game winning streak heading into the bye week uh, with the Minnesota Wild on a night where you're going to send, you know, Hedgie's number up to the the Raptors. I mean, it's, it's got all sorts of firepower. It's got all sorts of implications because, you know, they're they're two points ahead of the Avs. If the Avs win this game, they're in the playoff picture. They'll be right there at the in the eighth spot in the wild card. So there's the streak. There's the fact that it's Minnesota. There's the playoff implications because, you know, I know you've got 42 games to go, but it just feels better to be in that competition. Yeah, so it's, it does. You know, and here's the other thing, Vic. I, I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, you know, in the NBA, I think you can legitimately say that there are 11 teams right now that have no chance, no chance of getting to the playoffs, 11. Sure. And in the NHL, there's three. And I, whether people like or dislike the scoring system with three points possible or two, it allows fans the opportunity to not quit yeah. in January. You Good know point. what I mean? It's like Good point. Everybody's still there. And that, yeah. that can be hard on a team like uh, the L.A. Lakers who are, you know, abysmal. Or you know, By the way, the Lakers, have the, the, the Lakers have the worst record 
in the Western Conference and yet have two players, two rookie players, top ten in the fan voting for the All-Star game? Explain I, that one I to just, me. Well, the fan vote, I just don't, I don't understand that. I, I think I, I think the All-Star game should be based on numbers. I get that they want the fans' mm-hmm. involvement, but you want the best players there. Yeah. You don't want, you know, the razzle-dazzle and the, and the guys that have their own shoes and all that sort of stuff. I, I just don't put the best players in there, and that goes for every. All right. Listen, I got a couple of people on the text line saying the same thing you said. Don't don't like Minnesota fans. Don't want wild fans even there Saturday night. So I we know your distaste for that base. Would you be willing for each Minnesota fan to show up with a ticket in hand to buy out their tickets, pay for their tickets, and send them elsewhere? Would you be willing to do that for the Avs? I don't. What do you mean, like? Like I would have to buy their ticket? Yes, you would make sure that the ticket is still paid for and bought, but send them elsewhere. Like pay for a, a trip at Casa Bonita, go bowling, just to allow, just not even allow them in the building Saturday night. Would yeah, I mean that? one one hundred one hundred percent. There's just again, I come back to the word smug. Yeah, smug. It's just I I I don't I I, I just think look I love the fact that they love hockey. But it's just a, it's a different, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that there's another team in professional sports that I despise more than the Minnesota Okay, so That's good. No, that good. Double for their ticket. Good. Little hate's good. There's nothing wrong with little hate. Uh, last question. We got to let you go. Uh, I, I was talking about this whole, uh, snot rocket thing. I call it a, uh, I call it farmer snot. I've seen you from what I remember. Didn't you do that on the golf course on a couple occasions? Aren't you the guy who does that playing golf? The farmer blow? Yes. Yeah, I mean... Oh, God! On a golf course where etiquette is everything. That is disgusting. It's, first of all, Vic, it's a it's grass, okay? It's going in there. The birds love it. So it's going in the grass. Second of all, what are you supposed to do? Take off your socks? I mean, you don't... How many people walk around with cleaners? Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, Kreckman and Harris. Coming up on the Friday edition of Kreckman and Harris, Sans Kreckman, Daddy Kreckman's still taking care of little Barkevia, but Josh Dover will be singing LL Cool J's Hey Lover, plus the latest Broncos news, quotes from their new coaches, and reaction from the Avalanche versus Columbus, plus Josh. Yeah, LL Cool Josh makes his appearance on Kreckman and Harris tomorrow. We'll also give you the bottom five final edition of the bottom five. Who are the worst teams in the NFL? I bet the Broncos are on the list. Oof. Crackman and Harris, Friday, 3 to 6. Only on Altitude 950. Oh, you want to sell that home, don't you? You got to sell that house. The year has passed. It's time. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call with the following offer. If he can't sell your home at a price and a time you guys agree on, he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Take home five grand either way. He has an exclusive system for marketing the home. It's all about marketing. Give him a call today. Troy Hansford, 720-900-4433. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk. It's 720-900-4433. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney, and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. 
Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have simply a better donut. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. If you had to measure hatred, and whatever instrument you want to use to measure that hatred, what would your hatred toward the Minnesota Wild and their fan base be? Nuclear. Okay, that made no sense, the question nor the answer. But needless to say, needless to say, you don't like that fan base. There is, it's not even the fan base. It's their faces. Yeah, their faces are not fun. Uh, by the way, you want to win tickets? Now's the time to call. 303-753-0950. 303-753-0950. In this segment, we are going to play trivia. Uh, what tickets are we giving away here, HW? If you don't have plans tonight, we can send you to the Pepsi Center and watch the Nuggets and Jazz. 303-753-0950. We promise these tickets will be gone in the next 10 minutes. The trivia will be easy enough. We will have a winner in the next 10 minutes. Get on the phone lines right now. How are we giving away these tickets exactly? What kind of trivia game are we playing now? We're doing what we always do, except we have fancy imaging and an open for it. Oh, we everything. have an open. Yeah. Let's roll the open, please. Any sport. Jokic for three. Got it. Nothing but net. Any team. He scores. Nathan Lieutenant. Any era. And Elway going for the bomb right at the asset. Throws caught by the teal. Touchdown. But there's no time to Google. Oh, man. Three questions to glory. Very good. Three questions to glory. It's that simple. You pick the subject. You pick the sport. We ask you three questions, correct? Yeah, and we've, that that this works? and we've got Gina coming up at the bottom of the hour, and we don't have time to do it at 945, so we'll have a winner in the next nine minutes. Let's get out to the phone lines. Connor is on line one. Connor, welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show. Thanks for listening, my friend. Yeah, what's up, Vic? Not much. You ever snot-rocketed before? Uh, probably. Yeah, not, okay. on, not on the radio, though. All right, so here's yeah, how it works, bro. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I know, but I just had to sh- see if I could do it. Uh, three questions. If you can answer all three, you're going to the Nuggets game. Awesome. What's your sport? What sport do you want this in? Let's go uh, football. Football is the sport. HW, do we have a question? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, who was the Broncos quarterback when they beat the Patriots and lost to the Steelers Back in the 06 playoffs. Uh, Kyle Orton. Mm. Sorry, Connor. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Remember, these are questions that uh, we ask these off the top of our head. Okay, we know the answers. You have to know the answers, but it's questions that we know off the top of our head, and frankly, you should know if you're a sports fan. Now, Con- uh, Vic, you were mad at my my questions last week. Was that a fair enough question? Yeah, that's okay. an easy response, right? I mean, uh-huh. it wasn't one of those eight part jobs okay. that you usually ask. Sounds good. I'm just constantly looking to improve. We've got Great. Dave. We've got Dave Wait, online too. Was the guess actually that Kyle Orton played a playoff game here? Yeah, that was the guess. So yeah. automatically, he. Uh, he loses. That's not uh, good. Dave, you're on the Vic Lombardi Show. How are you, bud? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Very good. What sport do you want? 
Basketball. Basketball is the sport. Uh, I'll start. Very simple question. Tonight, the Nuggets take on the Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, where did he play his college ball? Oh. Come on, Kentucky. dude. Sorry, man. Good try. Another place in Kentucky. It's not Kentucky. It's Louisville. Where, Donovan Mitchell played at Louisville. Where NBA players went to college nowadays is difficult. Like, I could have played that game in 1999 and got yeah. almost everybody you named. Nowadays, like, ah. Is that know. really a hard question? Am I? Seriously? I, I don't pay attention to college basketball. I'm just going to be honest. I'll watch wow. the tournament, but I I would have had, I had no idea. Wait, well, this guy's probably the second best rookie in the league I this know. year behind Ben I mean, Simmons. That I know. I just don't know where he played last year. We'll give these tickets away in the next six minutes. We got two open lines, 303-753-0950. Vic, we'll go to Ian on line three. Ian, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Very good. What do you want? What sport? Uh, let's do uh, football. Football is the sport. This time Manchester will lead us off. What do you got? All right. Uh, in that uh, open, there is a uh, Elway to Ricky Nateel touchdown in the Super Bowl. What Super Bowl was that? Oh, boy. God, that's hard. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, if a person has, wasn't around fine. back fine, then. Fine, 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 fine. Ian, who were they playing in that Super Bowl? Okay, that's better. Redskins? Nice. Super Bowl Good 22. Job. They lost well 42 to See, 10 like, to the like Redskins. When you, when you say which Super Bowl it is, I don't think many people can form. Like, I don't remember dates and Super Bowl names. I remember the moments. I don't okay. remember the dates that go with those moments. I adjusted on the fly there. Very good. Pretty well, I think. HW, you're next. All right. Let's see here. The uh, Broncos played the Seahawks in Super Bowl 48. That season was special. There were three wide receivers on that team who were there three Leading targets from wide receiver. We're not including okay, Julius Thomas. Start over. I'm lost. Who are the Broncos' three primary w- receivers in Super Bowl 48 that were not tight ends? Wide receivers. Okay, that was uh, Welker. Yep. Thomas. Yep. And Decker. There you go. Well done. Nice. All right, I am watching Sports Center right now. I'm seeing highlights and the thoughts of Adrian Peterson. To win these tickets, where did AP attend his college? Where did he play college football? Hello. Oklahoma. Good job. Nice. Well done. I hope you didn't Google that, but good job. You win. Hang on the line. You're going to the Nuggets Jazz game. Okay, it only took us three calls this morning. Was that okay? Yeah, apologies to Joe, Adam, Alex, and Mike. Sorry, guys. Vic- but let me ask you this. Did- did it take a little long for him to answer that? Do you think that was looked up? Uh, the Adrian Peterson one? Yeah. It took longer than it should, yeah. Okay, so should we have some sort of timer on this? Because we're trusting you now. We're trusting that you're not using computers or phones. He was also, it sounded like he was in the car. So okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to give it to him. But it was it was funny because HW's question is relatively simple. Who are the three wide receivers who yeah. started for the Broncos in Super Bowl 48? He could not have made that more convoluted. I don't know how you started that question, H.W. I think you started with, <laughs> back in the day, when the receiving position was very paramount to the production of a carburetor, how did the three receivers for the Broncos perform in the Super Bowl? Well, knowing you guys, I thought I might have gotten burned on a technicality, like if Welker <laughs> technically didn't start. Like, you guys know what I was looking for was Thomas, Decker, and Welker. It correct. just came out of my mouth in a convoluted way. A- absolutely correct. You just summarized that very well. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, by the way, the uh, Patriots are pushing back all these stories about the Patriots, the conflict, the ESPN bombshell that dropped today. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, all Patriots personnel saying it ain't true. We're fine. Nobody forced Belichick to trade Garoppolo. I'll have to. Th- I, I got to say this about the Jimmy G trade. That came out of left field. Nobody saw that happen, right? Correct. Nobody expected him to be traded before the deadline. So I don't care what they say. That one is fishy. No, Jimmy G to San Francisco is fishy. I am with you, and do, do I believe that that was you know, Tom Brady not wanting to have his heir apparent hanging around and feeling like he's getting pushed out? Probably. I Which probably find that. Hey, Peyton Manning was not a big fan of an heir apparent, right? Peyton Manning. What was the old story about Peyton Manning? He ran the. He wanted all the reps, right? Yep. yep. He wanted all the reps. Well, I, I guarantee, if he was being honest, Brett Favre didn't want Aaron Rodgers hanging around. He didn't. Uh, you know, because the, the, you can't play two quarterbacks, and if you're planning on playing, that guy isn't helping you. He's not helping your team at all. Sure. All he's doing is sitting there making people think, when's Tom going to leave? I get that. And, and if if the Patriots became convinced that Brady was going to be able to play three, four, five more years, well, then they might as well get something for Jimmy G. But, yeah, yeah. It, that's the that's the fishy, which is probably not the right term. That's the fishy part of the story. That's the part I buy. Uh, from the text line, I know we had the conversation with uh, Kyle about the Minnesota Wild fans and how they're disliked around these parts. I've never understood what this term meant. Maybe you guys can educate me. On the text line, 5243, somebody just texted in, I hate those cake-eater Minnesota fans. What's a cake-eater? I've heard that, but what does that I mean? I don't know. I don't know the I don't know the reference. You've heard that before, though, right? No. This is the first I, time I, I've ever heard I have. It. I've heard cake-eater. Cake Help me out on that. Don't know what that means. Here's uh, okay, text. here's what here Urban Dictionary. Quick yeah. Google. A cake eater actually refers to Edina, Edina, Minnesota, saying the people in it. Edina. Edina. Sorry, are so rich that they can have their cake and eat it too. Oh, I see. Well, in Edina, that, that one's famous. A lot of kids from Edina like to go to the University of Denver. So maybe we have some Edina mm-hmm. listeners on these. Three nine four zero. The Wild have never lifted the cup. Their fans walk around like they're the early version of the Avs. Hate those people. Is Edina like the Minneapolis version of like Cherry Hills? No, uh, you've never been there. It's cold as hell. I'm yeah, not sure I, it is. I had, a, I had a friend from there in college, and uh, his mom was the CEO of Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay, Dude, have you guys ever been? Have you ever been in Minnesota this time of year? Have you ever been in Minneapolis? No. You cannot go outside. You will die. The human being will die outside. Well, don't they have like a lot of the buildings downtown connected by bridges and tunnels so you don't have yes, to go outside? Yes, but you understand if the human walks outside, the human dies in these elements in Minnesota. I've heard it's a very lovely city. It's a lovely city, but at this point in the year, if a human being is found outside for a longer period than an hour, that human will die. So we're actually glad the Broncos aren't in the playoffs because we didn't want to go to Minneapolis for the Super Bowl? Hell no. Where is it next year? That's what we need to know. I don't know. Who it's, built the is stadium it back recently? in Tampa, maybe? Just look at the stadiums built recently. Is Atlanta getting it? It's in Atlanta. Yeah, so mm. you haven't figured as much. Well done. All right. Up next, uh, preview of tonight's Nuggets-Jazz game. Another very winnable home game for the Nugs. Gina Mizella, the Denver Post, right here on the Vic Lombardi Show. It could be the most unbelievably ridiculous, awesome piece of awesomeness that ever happened in your life. Altitude 950 is putting you... The Zamboni at Pepsi Center. 
It's another ultimate abs experience. A ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. The qualifying starts Monday. Keep your radio frozen on Altitude 950. January is Radon Action Month. Ace Radon reminds you to take action. Have your home tested by the Radon experts. Ace Radon. Hi, I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. Radon is the least known and most deadly of all indoor air pollutants and is preventable. According to the EPA, every 25 minutes someone dies from radon-related lung cancer. Radon testing and mitigation is highly specialized, and it's all we do at Ace Radon. Trust over 30 years of experience. Race to Ace to find out if you're being exposed to radon. Testing is easy and the fix is affordable with Ace Radon. Mention this ad for a $50 radon inspection. If your radon is high, Ace is offering discounts and payment options on new radon systems. January is Radon Action Month. Take action. Have your home tested for dangerous radon levels. Race to AceRadon.com. Whatever your business is, there's usually some kind of cryptic lingo that goes along with it. But there's some lingo that every business needs to understand. OCR, forms processing, authentication, encryption. If you don't know how this jargon impacts your bottom line, then you've got problems you don't even know about. Pacific Office Automation helps you cut through the mumbo-jumbo. They're experts at solving electronic workflow problems. The ones you know about, and even the ones you don't. Pacific Office Automation. Problem solved. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to Fun. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years. Years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Rock and Roll Marathon Series is gearing up for 2018. Don't miss the best-in-class running experience where miles of music motivate you and bands and fans line the course. Register now. RunRockAndRoll.com. The Altitude 950 Hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. What's it been like for you to come into a Nuggets team that was so deep at the forward position and now you're getting such great minutes and such a, a critical part of this rotation? Uh, you know, I just had to stay on top of myself and, and, and be uh, confident, you know, once I got the chance. And, you know, it just goes to show that if you continue to put the work in and, and you know, not feel sorry for yourself because you're not playing at first set. 
That's Trey Lyles on with uh, Harris Kreckman yesterday. Uh, Trey Lyles has been a find, has he ever. Started his career with the Utah Jazz, of course, traded in the offseason to the Nuggets, and finally getting in the rotation, playing some serious minutes and playing very well. Nuggets and Jazz tonight at Pepsi Center. We welcome to the show, working for the Denver Post, Gina Mizell's got a nice story in the paper, page 6B of the Denver Post. And, Gina, I want to apologize I had a little issue with my nose, so I'm having trouble reading the article right now. I read most of it this morning. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm actually uh, getting over a cold myself. I think the uh, trip to Minneapolis kind of did me in last week. Yes. It was negative 7 degrees. So yes. I'm up and up now, which is great, um, but it's definitely that time of year for sure. So no Well, worries. you're like me. You're, like, you're from Arizona. I lived in Arizona for three years, but we both hate the cold. Can you imagine living in those conditions up there? Can you imagine, seriously, getting out of your car and saying, I've got to get from my car to the grocery store. I've got 50 feet, and I've got to get through this atmosphere. And those, I can't even live that way. Yeah, no, it would be tough for sure. No, it, that was uh, last week was the coldest weather I think I've ever been in. And um, at first, I was all about those skyways that connect, you know, <laughs> all the hotels and the stuff yeah. downtown. Like that's how I got to the arena. But then, lo and behold, they close at 10 p.m. So Dude, I had to really? walk from the yeah, I had to walk from the Target Center. My I was staying at a hotel like two blocks away, which is you know obviously not very far, but had to walk out there in negative 11 degree wind chill, and so that's probably why I got sick. What so do they my do own with, fault, but I don't know. What about their dogs, Gina? If the dog has to go outside and do his, I mean, what do the dogs do? In that situation, I, you, these are great journalistic questions that I yes. think we should do an investigative report on. Moving I forward. will. We'll save that for another day. I have to ask you about the Nuggets, though. And I keep, you know, again, we have to we have to understand what they're doing. They're three games above 500, and they're three games above 500 without Paul Millsap on the roster. So every time I look at the Nuggets and I say, "Oh, well, they could be, yeah, they could be 25 and 12 right now," I, I, I just Got to keep reminding myself they're doing this without Paul Millsap. It's hard to get back to that, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, when that injury happened in mid-November, um, I think a lot of people thought that this team was toast in a lot of ways, at least as far as, you know, maybe making a serious playoff push or staying in the playoff race. And um, I think you can count myself as one of those people or at least someone that said, wow, this is uh, not great. <laughs> and, and then Nikola Jokic goes down for seven games uh throughout that big long road trip at the end or the beginning of December and and I think that this Nuggets team has survived uh, pretty darn well considering all those circumstances all of the road games and, and kind of just everything that has surrounded this team for the past month or so so yeah certainly there have been some games where they've stumbled down the stretch or you know you look back at the Philadelphia game and did not play well in the second half and kind of let that one slip away but um, you know it's a long NBA season and, and I think all things considered being in the sixth spot in, in the Western Conference that's probably where we kind of expected them to be with Paul yeah. Millsap I think at this point so yeah I think this team has done a really nice job um, some you know some guys have stepped up without him and and I think it'll be really interesting then to see because we're probably about maybe a month month and a half away from him returning now like what what this team then looks like once he gets back but yeah no I think you're you're absolutely right on about that Gene a couple weeks ago I I said and I made the statement that Gary Harris in my eyes is the best player on the Nuggets roster and people laughed at me they mocked me so I've since amended that statement I'm um, smart about that I believe Gary Harris is the most indispensable player on the Nuggets roster. Fight me. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Um, and you, you alluded to my story in the paper today, and, and it's about how Gary Harris has expanded 
his offensive game. Um, and he's, you know, a guy that's now getting to the basket. He's playmaking. And really his, his three-point shooting is the thing that is working the worst for him right now offensively, or at least was in the month of December. So, um, you know, obviously he's coming off a terrific game against the Suns. 36 points, 14 of 17 from the floor, which is just wildly efficient. So, yeah, and he obviously defends his position. He can rebound. He, um, you know, has more – he's a career high in assists, like I mentioned before. So, um, of course, Nikola Jokic is, is a, a terrific player and is, you know, probably the, the biggest all-star contender on this team, at least in the immediate future. But if Gary Harris keeps, you know, producing and improving and progressing the way that he has – this year, then he is going to become one of the best shooting guards in the NBA and uh, mm-hmm. certainly worthy of that lucrative contract extension that he signed right before the season. Gina, I've been hard on the Joker of late because I believe he can, I mean, he's so skilled. He's so damn skilled. I can believe he can be as, as good as he wants to be. But what did you notice first half to second half in that game against Phoenix? First half, to me, Joker looked disinterested at times. Second half, he was a completely different player. Why? Yeah, well, he he was asked that in in the post game uh, media scrum, and and he he kind of downplayed it and said that he wasn't playing any differently. But I think certainly, you know, he was a guy that after that pretty bad second quarter um, for the Nuggets, probably felt okay. I need to come out here and establish myself. And we've seen that at certain points throughout the season where he has taken over a little bit, so so to speak, um, whether it was down the stretch or, again, coming out of the half or something like that. But, no, you're right. He is super, super skilled. And, and, and I think also, too, maybe the thing that he still needs to work on the most is, is his emotions, whether it's, you know, maybe losing control of them a little bit when, he, when a call doesn't go his way or he doesn't get a call or, or maybe, like you said, maybe sometimes looking a little bit disinterested in a home game on a Wednesday night against the Suns in early January. So, yeah, I, again, I think that's just, a, um, you know, maybe a, a step that he needs to take or, or a product of a team that's younger and, and going through the, the grind of the NBA season. But him and, and the team as a whole certainly turned it around in the second half and wound up, you know, kind of cruising to an easy victory. Gina, you do a great job with the post. You really do. You have a good pulse of the team and what stories to hit. And uh, I thought your story today on Gary Harris was perfect. So job well done. Look forward to seeing you at the arena tonight. Thanks for your time. No problem, Vic. I appreciate it. And see you later today. Take care. Gina Mizell of the Denver Post covering the uh, Denver Nuggets. Nuggets are 20 and 17. And I'm at that point again because I'm, you know, associated with the team. I cover the team pre and post game host and all that business. I'm scoreboard watching here in early January. I'm paying attention to the rest of the division. So I saw that Oklahoma City won last night. OKC again. Finding ways to win. Minnesota, 24 and 15. Finding ways to win. That's going to be a tough sledding down the stretch in this Northwest division. If the Nuggets want to make noise, this is the month because they got a ton of home games, and the next few are against mediocre teams. So when you're scoreboard watching, and I would agree with you, it's similar to the stretch that the Avs are just finishing up, right? The six games at home and a chance yeah. to make some, hey, the Nuggets need to do the same thing. When you're scoreboard watching, you're watching the teams above the Nuggets, not the teams that you kind of Oh, no, I'm, watch, I'm watching all of them. I noticed, you know, HW brought this up the other day. The Clippers started making a run, right? Mm-hmm. The Clippers, they lost. They lost last night. So you're watching before, you're, you're watching those below and those above because you're shaping up this playoff run and you want to make sure before the Nuggets hit that seven game road trip in March, they got a hell of a long road trip. Yep. 
they, they got to be in good shape before that trip. Put it that way. Absolutely. Well, and we've talked about it. The biggest question tonight is the rotation. The the line of the week was Michael Malone with you on these airways, Vic, about not trusting his bench. Be very curious to see how the rotation shakes out tonight at Pepsi Center. Well, I mean, that comment was very worthwhile because in the first half, in the second quarter, when he unloaded the bench, they played awful. And then in the second half, they played great. So the trust, I don't know if it's still even there. I, they still have to earn the coach's trust. It's still necessary. When we come back, our final segment of the show, we'll uh, recap what we talked about today, so many different topics. Hey, congrats again to the CU uh, basketball team knocking off the number four ranked team in the country, ASU, last night in overtime. When ASU tied it, guys, late, I thought they were going to win, right? You get all the momentum back. Yep. But the Buffs took care of business early in that OT. When and it, they win the game. When it went to overtime, I had that feeling of, oh, they gave yeah. up the effort and had their shot. So that was a, a great job by the Buffs to finish it off. Got a lot of people on the text line telling us what a cake eater is. The Italian terminology is manja cake. I've heard that before, too. When we come back, again, we'll recap what we did and our angry texts. H.W. goes through the text line, finds out the angriest texts of the week, right here on the Vic Lombardi Show. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. This week's staycation is the International Sportsman's Expo. Try the gear, buy the trips, meet the pros at the Colorado Convention Center, January 11th through the 14th. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. Here's your National Western Stock Show update, brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. The 112th National Western Stock Show opens tomorrow and runs through January 21st, featuring 30 professional rodeos, world-class horse shows, the Coors Western Art Gallery, and acres of food and shopping. For tickets and information, go to nationalwestern.com. This National Western Stock Show update is brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. Great windows at a fair price. Call 1-800-GET-WINDOWS or go on Online to LifetimeWindowsColorado.com today. Mark your calendar. The International Sportsman's Expo coming January 11th to the Colorado Convention Center. Take your adventure on the road. ISE is your place for camp trailers and RVs. Shop the best local dealers all under one roof with special at-show prices. Doors open at noon weekdays, 10 o'clock on the weekend. Your life outdoors starts at the ISE. The Sportsman's Expo coming January 11th through 14th to the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Mines. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Mines will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food, it's Real de Mines with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Real de Mines Restaurant. I am 21 years military. I'm a leader. I'm a friend. I'm a patriot. I'm a coach, a dad, an occasional trash talker. I'm a lover of orange juice and a social butterfly. 
I'm not just a man who survived a devastating car crash that nearly took my leg. I'm Jondal Scott, and I'm a fighter. In 2016, Jondal was rushed to UC Health. In 2017, he returned to active duty on his own two feet. UC Health. Live extraordinary. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com Altitude 950 Denver's All Sports Station Now, back to Vic Lombardi I prepare like every game could be my last where it's a playoff game where I've got something to prove and I've got an edge you know, so it's not like oh, the playoffs are here okay, let's time to ramp it up things are a little more important it's always important you know so for me, the preparation is a little different uh, hey, guys, remember years back when uh, the, the Saints were falling apart, when the Saints were done, when Saints had all this conflict, front office? Remember that? Remember all the uh, – they had to fire those coaches? Remember that? Yep. Uh, Saints are fine. Saints are, are back in the uh, playoffs, and they're playing better than uh, they have in years. So this whole conflict within in um, Foxborough with the Patriots, again, I think it will blow over. But the question H.W. asked earlier in the show, he said, well, if – if Tom Brady is leaving New England because there's a uh, there's a, a a power battle between Tom and Bill Belichick, should the Broncos look into bringing Brady here? The question you should be asking is this: Should the Broncos be looking into bringing Bill Belichick here? What if Belichick loses that power struggle? What mm. if Belichick's available? Mm. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. That's it's a pretty wild theory, Vic. But Think about that for might a be worse con- worse if, if you had to choose a coach to change the culture of any team, <laughs> is there a better choice? Well, no, there's not. But I, I would have two questions with that. It's as hack, as crazy as this hypothetical yeah. is. One, how long is Bill Belichick really going to keep doing this? Because, I mean, that's changing yeah. your entire direction and everything. And it, is it for a year, two years, five years? How long is he? I mean, he's 65 years old. And how much power would he need? And then that's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, he's the GM, essentially, in New England. Uh, is he going to work with John Elway, or how's that going to go? Now, it's listen, it, I, the only reason I raise that question is because we always think of it in terms of what if Brady's available and not the other thing. What if sure. Belichick's available? Neither of those is going to happen. All right? Let's just establish that right now. That's not going to happen. Now, two years from now, I might be eating crow, but I think the New England conflict piece and all that stuff – it's going to work out just fine. The, the problem, and three. the problem the Broncos have right now, it's not a very attractive spot to land, and people don't want to hear that, but that's the reality. Whereas when they signed Peyton Manning, they were coming off the miracle Tebow season. You know, Bronco mania kind of returned that year, right after the Orton McDaniel's years. I mean. Sports Authority Field was crazy, especially during that playoff game. They had some momentum going. John Elway was year two on the job, so there was that hope. Now, if you're a coach, it's a kind of a place where it's turning into a coach killer, and if you're a player, it's turning into a place where they're going to use you and then dump you as soon as they've gotten what they believe to be the full value out of you. You're just a commodity. So it's not a very attractive location at the moment. 
Well, uh, say what you please. I just think teams and, and the issues they have internally, um, everyone's got issues internally. And sometimes teams love having issues internally because it stokes the fire. I, you know what? Maybe New England, maybe this will help New England. When have they played their best? When have the Patriots won Super Bowls? When have they achieved greatness? Every time people doubted them because of something happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. When they get a chance to circle the wagons and pull the whole Here us we against go. the yeah. world card. Yeah. No doubt. I, I just, there's no team or no franchise that has dealt with more controversy than the Patriots and they've dealt with it flawlessly. So I, I just, I, I think the, the demise of the Patriots based on this is grossly exaggerated. Before we get on to these uh, angry texts, I got to read this one from the line. Um, Transplants from Chicago, Minnesota are the worst fans to have around living in this beautiful state. You root for your team, but you won't live in those hell holes, you leeches. Thanks for the traffic. Marty, I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Man, that's fierce. That's rough. Marty, your response to that. Ouch. Uh, That was a shot. I've I've been rooting for the Colorado team, so... uh... Mr. Don't put your name at the end of your text. Uh, oh, yeah. Ooh. Marty coming Marty. right back. He is right. If you want your text read, it's most likely to get read if you have a name mm-hmm. at the end of your text and not just a number. You've been saying that for like a year, and you keep reading them. Because nobody will put their damn names <laughs> outside of five or six Exactly. The yeah. pain in the neck. Just get it done. All right, let's get on with things that we do it every Friday. We look back at the best texts of the week. Usually those texts involve ripping Manchester. Roll it. <laughs> You mean enough to make a cut. Terrible texts. All right, Vic, we're nice and balanced this week. We've got two about me, five about you, and five about Manchester. We'll Mm. see how many we sneak in. Uh, We'll start with myself. Uh, Tuesday morning, Will is acting like a child, just like when he called for them to cut DT during their Super Bowl run for a dropped pass. Mm -hmm. You also called for them to cut Danny Trevathan after he made a mistake and someone got injured in the end zone on a fumble return. You do tend to childishly the overreact. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 5118. Uh, I didn't want to overreact there. I'm, there just, I'm trying to learn. HW wanted to cut his mother after she didn't buy him an Xbox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not true. Five uh, 5118 on Tuesday morning. I call for Vic to explain what the hell his Italian onion rings are for. And that's from Cole and in Inglewood. Remember when you brought those in, Vic? Yeah, Chalfs. My mom calls them Chalfs. I don't know what the real Italian name is. Maybe my uncle can help me out with that one. But I uh, missed these. Were they good? Yeah, they're like sopapillas. That's all. Ooh. They're just like uh, onion ring-shaped sopapillas, I guess. Oh, Same damn good. thing. Sounds delicious. They're fried. They can't be good for you. I don't know if you vegans can eat them. Well, it depends on what they're fried in. Manchester got, uh, he called in on Tuesday morning. We got two texts about that phone call. Here's oh, excellent. The, here's the first one from Dana. Is Manchester's phone vegan? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Kept tapping out. But okay, fine. Uh, and yeah, then, only my phone was the one we have problems with, right? Every other call goes flawlessly. One minute later, 2955 says, is it just me? Or does Manchester sound much more like an expert when he calls it? <laughs> well, you know, it's a small dose, right? It's it's a small dose of me rather than three hours. Well, you only got to use uh, Balderdash twice in that yeah, call. Yeah, so exactly. Vic, will bump to your hot take yesterday, which was a little... Bit interesting. SG timed in and said, "said that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." Vic with two crying emojis. What, what was my? I don't remember that what was, my hot take uh, was. Every NFL team should find a college in their area to be their minor league team. And I don't know. I have no idea really uh, what it was. Let me chime in real quick here. This just came over the text line. Cooper, thanks for putting your name at the end of your text. 
I told you guys earlier in the show that I don't like the word urology. It just bothers me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy says, Cooper, hey, Vixter, I don't care for the word urology either. It reminds me of someone coming toward me with a rubber hose. Okay, continue on with the uh, terrible text. Uh, 6329 on that same hot take says, what a stupid hot take, Vic. Uh, 0560 says, Vic, NFL offenses are boring and unimaginative. Please don't turn college football into the pathetic NFL. I I wouldn't call the NFL pathetic. I do think a lot of the offenses are boring and unimaginative. It tends to be a conservative league, but watch Philadelphia. Watch the Rams this weekend. Watch Kyle Shanahan's Niners next year. There are some teams that are imaginative. Yeah, they're different. They they mm-hmm. run their offense differently. You're you're exactly right. And I, for as much as we and and I say we, me sometimes I don't like to give in to youth. It takes some youthful exuberance and youthful knowledge to change things up a bit. And some of these young offensive play callers, I like what they're doing. No doubt. And you know who maybe has the most imaginative offense going because it's different every single week? The Patriots. They find I don't the matchup. It's different every week, though. Oh, See, it is too. It's the same quarterback every week, and it's not like he's all of a sudden running zone read. Mm. I mean, when you say different every week, what? One week they run the ball more, okay. they pass the ball. Well, more. they move what, the ball. They move that? the ball consistently, and I know Brandon Cooks is a pretty good player now, but for the most part during this run, they've had pedestrian wide receivers. So you got to be pretty imaginative to move the ball through the air with pedestrian wide receivers. We'll okay. get to the moon here real Rashe quick. Caldwell of. And the like. Manchester did a fascinating segment on the moon yesterday. It was great. 4904 yeah. says, was James almost an astronaut too? Uh, they didn't have a helmet that would fit me. <laughs> and then uh, a few minutes later, Vic is wondering why we brought back moon rocks instead of aliens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. If, if you're going to go to the moon, right, and you're going to come back with a bunch of rocks and dirt and say, hey, look what we got. Big deal. I can go to Arvada and get rocks and dirt. I can go to my backyard and get rocks and dirt. Bring me back something I want to see. Bring me back one of those weirdos. Two more, and then we'll get to Marty. Uh, 8.28 this morning. Manchester airs his grievances every day, so what's different about this segment? That is kind of true. I was thinking that of like, this is a fun segment, but what have I not already ranted about this Mm -hmm. week? And we'll close with myself after a week where people were not happy with me. It's unbearable listening to HW. This guy argues his point like a high school girl. That was from Caleb about an hour ago. I don't think we need to insult high school girls. What's your reaction to that, HW? All good, brother. Thanks for listening. I'll see you at your locker at 3 o'clock. Man. Um, guys, I saw the movie last night. I couldn't stop watching. Every time it's on, you know, you have those movies. I, I heard uh, Moj talk about this the other day. He saw, uh, can't remember the movie in particular, but Goodwill Hunting was on. And I just, I don't know. I just, I'm fascinated by that movie. I can't, I know how it ends. I know where it goes. I know all the lines, but I have to watch it all the way through. Perhaps because Robin Williams recently passed and he played such a great role in it. But I love that movie. It is a great movie. It was once a homework assignment of HW. Did you watch the movie? Did you ever watch Good Will Hunting? Yeah, I watched it on Netflix. I told you guys that. I came in on Monday and told you I'd done my homework. Okay, so how does it end? He's like a janitor who like knows an equation or something. Okay, no, fine. He didn't watch it. All right, yeah, let's go on. Hey, Marty O, our new segment it. that we debuted this week, The Mistakes We Made. What are they? Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker. Right, you guys did pretty well today. 
But uh, James, you said the CU bus non-conference schedule was pretty weak. They played Xavier. They're the number five team in the country. Okay. So that's that's about it. Other than that, you were you were pretty right. But oh, oh, they had one tough game. They had oh, okay. one tough game. Yeah, yeah. they played twelve non-conference games. One was tough, and I'm wrong. Okay. Hey, you said it was yeah, weak. number you know five what? in the country. You know what? Tad did. They did a solid to a lot of these other in-state teams. They don't have to play DU, Air Force. They don't have to play all these in-state. They do that as a favor. You realize that? I get it. Well, my okay. point was they're 9-6, and six, and typically your non-conference schedule isn't very good. So 9-6, and six, when you're only three games into the conference, is poor. Let's run through their non-conference schedule real quick, since I'm wrong. UNC, DU, Quinnipiac, Drake, Mercer, Air Force, CSU, stop me when it gets tough. You didn't get to the Xavier part yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. After that, it was Xavier. Then they played San Diego, not San Diego State, San Diego, and lost in Boulder. Then they played South Dakota State. Then they played Iowa. I mean, come on. San Diego State is 8-2. and two. It's San Diego. It's not San Diego. Or San Diego is 8-2. and two. Yeah, San Diego's actually got a pretty good program. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you should lose to San Diego at home. That makes I'm you a real you. power. I'm sure if San Diego went into Duke, it would just be wall-to-wall. They just they would pack the place. What a game. What a matchup. The, the parody of college basketball is at a place we've never seen before. You understand that some of these lesser-known conferences, lesser-known teams, they can win anywhere, anytime. The That's G- where we are in college basketball. It took basketball. two overtimes to beat the Jackrabbits from South Dakota State, which I was at that game. It was a great game, but come on. Their non-conference schedule was weak. They should be better they than got, They got an NBA player on that team. That, that Dom kid can play. Yes, He's from he Kim- Kimball, Nebraska. He's a player. Bumped right. into his dad over New Year's holiday. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Side note. Well, he, was at the, he was at the co-op buying okay. some groceries. All right. At the what? The co-op. The hell is that? <laughs> it's the small town version of a grocery store. It's well, like it's like going to a grocery store, Vic. But like when we were kids, and you would go to Albertsons, and it was half Albertsons, half half Skags. And it was Skags. Like, and oh, it was, that's a blast from the past. <laughs> and there Skags. Were like, there was like two brands of ketchup, as opposed to now you can buy eight from eighty nine different brands of, brands yeah. of ketchup. That's what it's like going to the co op. Freaking Skags. <laughs> All right, I am not immune to this segment. Uh, earlier, I called Kyle Keefe to get him on, told him he'd be on in a second, and just hung the phone up. Oh, nice. So that's how the so, call dropped. So that was my fault. Yeah. Nobody would have known if you didn't call yourself out. I appreciate the honesty, Marty. The uh, crazy thing is he just kept talking right through that, too. <laughs> Doesn't stop these days. All right, the Balderdash count today was one, and it surprisingly came from Vic. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I do want to start a uh, vegan count. That was at yeah. two. James <laughs> mentioned he was a vegan twice today. So. See, now no, nobody no. likes, this is why people don't like vegans, and they don't like people that do that, uh, what's that weird exercise where they do the, the weird CrossFit. stuff? Yeah, people no. don't like CrossFitters and vegans because they don't stop telling you they're CrossFitters and vegans. Hang on, hang for on, that hang reason. on, hang on. I mentioned it once, and it was making fun of myself because my grievance was with people at the salad bar. So that's when I brought it you up. You didn't have to mention it. You could have just said the salad bar. Well, you know, yeah. I'm a vegan now, and I had to go to the salad bar. <laughs> that's and exactly then, how you mentioned and it. And then it came up in terrible text about my vegan phone. That wasn't me. Well, that was Dana with a pretty funny text that your phone may be vegan. Are you Jeez. going vegan because you want your head to shrink? Because you can't fit in a normal size hat? Uh, what is it? I, no, it's you know it's it's that's just a lifestyle. Vic. It's, okay, it's a health thing. All right, that's it today, boys. Good, good. Thank good you, week. Marty. Before we say goodbye, our Troy Hansford fired up finale. This is the fired up finale presented by the Troy Hansford Real Estate Team. Here's what's got us fired up today. Keeps me fired up. Hold on <laughs> a second. I just want to see if it works for everybody. Here we go. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh, wow. Manchester just had to leave. Oh my god. He's up. It's all over my mouth. Ugh. Yikes. Oh, that was that... disgusting, Mick. How I... do people do this? Not like I, I, that. I, I gotta describe Manchester right now. He is shook. He oh my is god. shook. I think he needs a bucket. I just saw something projectile <laughs> oh out of Vic's nostril onto a piece of paper that was like eight inches below oh. his nose. That was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. All right, guys, that's that's not fair. Can you please explain what I was trying to do for the good people that listen to this no. show? I wasn't trying to be disgusting. I have no idea what you were trying to do. H.W., can you please explain to the world what I was trying to do? No, there? you snot-rocketed all over your paper. Marty O., can you please explain to people why I did what I did? I believe we were talking about 